You're listening to an All Games Radio Network broadcast of AllGames.com. AllGames.com. This is George Romero. You're listening to ZombieCast. Hey, this is Dave Fenoy, the voice of Lee Everett, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Greg Nicotero of The Walking Dead, and you're listening to ZombieCast. I'm Sarah Wayne Callies, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Laurie Holden, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Danny Gray, and I'm listening to ZombieCast. You better be listening to it, too. Well, you are if you're hearing me, so keep listening. Hi, this is Sid Haig, and you're listening to ZombieCast. That's why you can hear me, stupid. Yo, monkeys, it's me, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion, and, of course, Billy Ray Snapper and Devil's Rejects. And you, well, you, monkey, you're listening to the ZombieCast. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Hi, this is Norman Reedus, and you're listening to Zombie Cast. Zombie Cast. Temple, you know me as Axel from The Walking Dead, and I'm here to tell you, Zombie Cast. Stay tuned in. Follow me. And thank you, Romero, for that super awesome introduction this week. And welcome, zombies, to Zombie Cast, an unofficial guide to all things zombie episode special edition. Romero, where I'm one of your hosts, Sean Freeman. I'm Matt Bradford. I'm Normie. And I'm Ted. Thank you, zombies, for another download of ZombieCast this week. I want to thank you no matter where you get us. iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, ZombieCast.net. But the best place is every Monday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern, at allgames.com forward slash chat. Come over here, your name, enter the chat, mingle with the zombies, mingle with us live on the show. We love mingling with the zombies each week live here at All Games. But if you want to hear us live but cannot join us live, simply get the TuneIn app on all devices or in your car, Amazon Echo, wherever, at All Games Radio and hear us live that way. We do remind you guys to go over to ZombieResearchSociety.com. It's where the official radio show of the Zombie Research Society. Go over there and browse all those news articles. And, uh, you know, you can listen to ZombieCast over there on the front page now while you're browsing all those news articles. And we do want to thank Matt Moak over there, also from AMC's The Talking Dead, and also one of the panelists, Mr. George Romero over there, and, and, and all the guys over there, Luke, Zombathon, Dave, all those guys. So we want to thank ZombieResearchSociety.com for everything that they do for us here at ZombieCast. And while you're over on the social medias, we want you to go over to Twitter, follow at ZombieCastWorld, click the banner up top, and follow each individual host as we love mingling with the zombies all week. And while you're over on the Facebook, search ZombieCast and like our fan page over there. Is, we have an uh, Instagram account too, Sean. We do have What about Instagram. a Snapchat? Do we have a ZombieCast Snapchat? I don't know. Um, <laughs> we have a ZombieCast Tinder? We need a but, zombie you know. cast Tinder too. What about a grinder? Do we have a zombie yeah, cast grinder? Yeah, we have a grinder. That's what we need. Well, see, I think we... a Snapchat might be a little dangerous. <laughs> you never know what kind of risky zombie things might be. Okay, uh, okay, cut Norma it, Norma. Cut, cut it, Norma. Yeah, we, we was going to get Snapchat, Matt, but we realized 
the Canada doesn't have the Snapchat, man, so we kind of felt bad. No more excuses, coming, Norma. 2018, I think we're going to get Snapchat up here, guys, so look out for that. A lot of All Canadian right. uh, beaver shots. Oh, coming, coming your way. They have an official beaver, beaver app that's Canada exclusive. Yeah, yeah. Moose, moose and beaver shots. Or a, I should say a beaver filter, not an app. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But guys, we got a special, super yeah. special episode this week. Later in the show, we're going to be talking about Fear the Walking Dead and some zombie news. But, uh, you know, our good friends over at Zombie Research Society recently had a chance to sit down with the creator of the modern zombie, the king, the godfather, Mr. George A. Romero. So, uh, we, we, king of Bada Bing. Yeah, yes. So, so we have an exclusive interview that's, you know, that's only heard here on ZombieCast. The only place that you can get this is here. And it's kind of got some breaking news. It's got a little bit of trash talk. But you know what? It <laughs> is a historical value. This interview is uh, has a lot behind it. You know what I mean? So it's uh, for anybody that's a Romero fan, Night of the Living Dead fan, zombie fan, this is, uh, this is kind of a, a, a big thing for us here uh, at ZombieCast. As a matter of fact, one of the bigger things that we've ever dealt with uh, here as a horror zombie uh, you know, comedy show. So we're really excited about this. But, uh, but, but, you know, man, I, I remember, I've talked about the days of the early VCR whenever, you know, we got the $600 VCR. My mom had always told me about Night of the Living Dead, you know, and that was back whenever VHS tapes were 100 150 bucks. Uh, it, it, you know, if you wanted to purchase those movies. But our very first purchase was Night of the Living Dead. You know, my mother graduated in 1969, so she was 17, 18 Back whenever Night of the Living Dead came out, she, she went and saw the theatrical release. And, and all I heard about it was the horror. And, and mm-hmm. you know, it's... I was, I, was, I was really excited about it. But, 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 you know, it blew me away. You know, I was a zombie fan from then. You know, and this is like at age five, six, early days of MTV whenever I was little. But, guys, I couldn't be any more excited. You know, you know I grew up with Romero. You know, the, I've always talked about renting Dawn of the Dead. The fear, the nick of the tooth, you know, from, from those early <laughs> days from the action video and video village. Rent the movies over and over and over. And always having fear of what was on the reels of, of, of Dawn of the Dead. Ted, dude, I know you grew up with horror movies, man. What, what kind of an impact was Romero for you as a kid? Was you allowed to watch, like, Dawn of the Dead and Night of the Living Dead whenever you were young, Ted? Uh, there was, as I've said many times on the show, there was uh, no uh, parental supervision in the the uh, uh, Tedekin household growing up, we pretty much watched whatever we wanted. And um, Romero, for me, uh, as yeah, I like, I of course <clears throat> love Night of the Living Dead, and I loved, as you do too, Sean, the remake in 1990 that Tom Savini did, which I think is one of the best horror remakes. And Tom Savini worked on, uh, I believe, the original. So, you know, that to me has always felt like a nice connection to the remake. But I love Romero personally for uh, one of my favorite films, Creepshow. Which people yeah. forget Romero directed Creep Show. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's he's such an iconic figure. But but but, but let's go back to Night of the Living Dead <laughs> before we get into this interview. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it, it was released in 1968. It was like the height of, of you know the, the the civil movement, Civil Rights Act, and, and stuff. You know, and, and and back then, you know, I know Ted that you said that Romero claimed that he had nothing to do with it, but you know, you, you had a black lead saving a white lady back in the sixties. You know, that was back in the days to where you know you know like the black people had to ride in the back of the bus. They had to sit in certain mm-hmm. places in in restaurants, and, and you know, to, to have this guy, you know, to, to take care of people and, and be the savior of the day. And at the end, if you haven't seen Not Living Dead, spoiler. 
kind of gets shot in the face, you know, because... Whoa, you know, whoa, 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 whoa. Come on, when, guys. When they show up. Come on, I can we not spoil this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The audience only had 45 years to watch it, Sean. That's true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, but they they made this great you know, movie. This movie is now in the Library of Congress. It's protected by the government. You know, So in the Library of Congress it is the type of stuff to where, you know, if a nuclear bomb came and destroyed everything, these are kind of the things that are, that are saved and protected by the U.S. government. Yeah, like and, pop culture that's going to like withstand the test of time. Yeah, and you know, George Romero's Night of the Living Dead is in is in the Library of Congress in the Capitol building. <laughs> Which is, you know, I mean it's is very it's an oddity to, to be picked to go in there, but it's also you know, it's like being knighted by the queen for us right. here in the United States. You know, this is something that, 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 that is huge like that. But, well, that but, means you're considered an essential piece of art, right? Yes, you're right. you're so important that you're you're an essential Human production, yeah, human creation. Right, right, right. Basically, like a million years from now, how we dig up in caves and find wall carvings. Ten million years from now, people yeah. are going to find a, a reel of Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll be like go, Hugo all over again. Have you ever seen horror. Battlefield Earth? It's going to be a bunch of humans who are enslaved by the <laughs> silos, and they're going to come across and they'll be like, "Oh, look, there was a zombie invasion like three hundred years ago." That's how that's they were all. Do. That's how the humans were all wiped out. Right. That's how they took them. <laughs> that's out. gonna be history, like how we think the, the dinosaurs were wiped out by a meteor or whatever. That's right. Someday that's, they're gonna teach in true. schools that the humans were wiped out by uh, a zombie invasion, and this is documentation <laughs> of it. And they had a Star Wars right before they left. Yeah, and then there were some Imperial <laughs> Walkers showed up, and so I think I think I know Empire Strikes Back is in that same. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. So yeah. but unlike unlike that movie, I don't think uh, George Romero's gone back and changed things and re redone a Night of the Living Dead like right, five right. times. Yeah. Right, right, and, and you know, and, and one thing about the movie, 1968, you know, he brought this horror movie. He had a black lead that saved the day, like I said, during the height of the civil rights movement, and, and it was like, you know, pe- you know, people were talking about Elvis and the Beatles, and you know, you can't shape your hips too much, and Romero puts <laughs> titties. Own the silver screen. You know, there, there's nude women in this movie. You know, so did you say titties? Titties today, zombie titties, man. First time Z-Z's. we ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and really, the you know, the creator of the modern zombies, George Romero, and it was done with Night of the Living Dead. You know, it, it was kind of a, you know, he was going to go a different path. Realized he didn't have enough money, and it was budget issues. But but they created Night of the Living Dead. It was him and John Russo that created Night of the Living Dead. And after the success of Night of the Living Dead. George Romero and John Russo kind of bumped heads. They had a court battle over the rights to, to Night of the Living Dead, and actually George Romero lost the, the court battle. So John Russo won the rights to Of the Living Dead. So he went on to make Return of the Living Dead. Which was, which was not, it's an interesting movie because it is kind of a sequel, but it's a sequel done in the way like Blair Witch 2 was done where the first one is just a movie. Right, you know, so it's like it's like did, like did you ever see that movie Night of the Living Dead? And I love that movie, but it's one of those sort of fourth wall breaking. You mm-hmm. know, first one was just a movie. Yeah, is that like the Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two type thing? Well, no, because well, no, those those you know, you know like those movies change. stayed yeah. in the same. You know, I'm saying that it was a thing where you have Night of the Living Dead, and then in Return of the Living Dead, the characters are watching Night of the Living Dead. Uh, oh, okay. Like, yeah. So the second movie says that the first one was just a movie. Oh, right. that's kind right. of a slap in the face to the first one, though, isn't it? 
What? I, 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 it was kind of okay in that because it's a, that that movie's a comedy. Like Night of the Living Dead is not funny at all. Return of the Living Dead is a comedy. Right. right. So, it, but you know, at the same time, you know, Dawn of the Dead was released from Romero. You know, he 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 could not use it was a core battle. He could not use of the Living Dead. He lost the rights. And, mm-hmm. and you know, actually, before Night of the Living Dead, it, it, the film was called Knights of Anubis. And then they came out with Night of the Living Dead before it was Night released. Night of the Anubis. I'm not sure what that yeah. means. Anubis. Yeah, yeah. Night, Anibus. Night of the Anubis. But uh, but him, you know, he lost the rights to it. So like I said, you know, they made Return of the Living Dead with John Russo. Then they had uh, George Romero, which went on, you know, with Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Survival of the Dead, Diary of the Dead. You know, that whole series. But but as a creator of the modern zombie, it was George Romero, and and that was you be bit by a zombie. You die, you reanimate as a zombie, you get shot in the head. The, the newsreels, you know, like, like whenever you see, there's always in most zombie movies, you, you, the tuning of the radio, and, uh, you know, the outbreak, I guess, emergency broadcast system. You know, that's kind of a signature thing that Romero started. And right. a lot of times when you watch zombie movies now, they've always got the emergency broadcast system. You know, what appears to be dead uh, is returning to life. It does seem to be a fact. You know, so, so they, mm-hmm. it's kind of a signature thing from Romero, but that's... People pay respect to Romero of putting that in their movies, you know, because that was kind of a Romero thing. And, it, and if you go back and watch it, it's spooky as shit, man, whenever you hear that emergency broadcast system. And, <laughs> uh, and, and you know, back in, in – in, they have a color version of Night of the Living Dead now, but, but the way that Russo and, and George Romero used, you know, you know, darkness is – you know, one of the big villains of the movie because, you know, most of that movie was at night. And you look out there and you just see the zombies out there. And yeah. Uh, it, it was just done really good. But, but, but you know, mm-hmm. they, they split. Uh, you know, I, I guess uh, they, they've they always maybe bumped heads. I, you know, I don't know the full details. But last year, there was a news story that came out. And this made all the headlines. All the headlines in our genre of the horror industry. That there was nine minutes of unreleased footage. It was found footage. It was going to be released in nine minutes, and instantly, as soon as John Russo heard about this, he shot it down. You know, the Zombie Research Society reported on this, but it made news everywhere. There's nine minutes of footage, but John mm-hmm. Russo came out and said, it's all bullcrap. It's all false. It's not going to happen. Too bad. Sorry. You're not going to get it. <laughs> Sorry, idiots. Right. Sucks so, to be you. Sucks to be you. No footage. So, so you know, that's, that's just a short lesson on Romero. Now, what we're about to hear... Is exclusively exclusive here on ZombieCast, thanks to the Zombie Research Society. I want to thank Luke over there. He spent some right. times with George Romero uh, last week or, or uh, two weeks ago in Texas. Captured this for us, gave us exclusive rights to the audio version, and you know they've also done a story on it. Uh, you know, like, like a news story. Uh, what, what what do you call it? Uh, like a uh, we type it up. Expose. Yeah. Oh, like an article? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they've done the article on this. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, what you're about to hear is something. Can I ask, that, just very quickly, what was the event that George Romero was at? How did we, how did uh, ZRS get this interview? It was, uh. We know? Or is it just kind of in a bunker a somewhere? No, I, it, it was a convention. Okay. And just I, like, I can tell you guys, from my own experience, I can tell you, if, if you want to. If you want George uh, Romero to warm up to you and just basically pull you in close and start hugging you, just tell him you're Aww. part of the Zombie Research Society. Aww. There you go. And he'll give you a nice, snuggly hug? Because I, I told you this. Maybe uh, pat your head and your shoulder. Because he, he refuses <laughs> interviews now, right? I mean, like, like George Romero is done with interviews. Unless, well, just, uh, go ahead, Ted. 
and being in the show, yeah. you hear the uh, the bumper. This is George Romero. I got that. I walked up to him yeah. and I started talking, and his people shooed me away. I was not allowed to talk to him. <laughs> and I said, yeah. "I'm with the Zombie Research Society, and I'd like to get a bumper." And when he heard those words, he was like, "Wait, wait, wait! Zombie Research Society, y'all kind of get over here." That's awesome. And, uh, Don't yeah. tell me no. It's a care I of you. What I want. I'm George Romero. I was in a convenience store once and it was a long line, and I said, "I'm with the Zombie Research Society." I mean, no one Did cared. it work? No. <laughs> oh man! The guys dragged him outside and beat him up and took his wallet. <laughs> right, right. Because you know, I think it was last year sometime. You know, Romero supposedly had done his last con ever, and it was a big ordeal. But you know, he continued to do cons. But from my understanding and things that I read and from, from stories that I hear. If you're not affiliated with the Zombie Research Society, which we are, we are the Zombie Research Society, with a radio show for it, that, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of nice having this. But, but what you're going to hear tonight, you may read somewhere else. You may, well, you, you're only going to hear it here. But this is type of a historical thing for George Romero, and it's exclusively to the Zombie Research Society and exclusively heard only here on ZombieCast. You know, Dread Central was pimping this out the other day. Big news atlas for, for the stuff. But what you're going to hear tonight is, you know, la- last year when you heard about the nine minutes of footage was, uh, was bunk. It made headlines, but it was a false story. But you know what? We got Romero talking tonight. He's going to tell you some crazy stuff. He may do a little trash talking about some other zombie genres, but we've all got it right here wrapped up in seven minutes. So, Tiger, let's give them George A. Romero. Woo woo! Uh, last time I talked to you, you were working with, with our buddy, uh, Stephen yeah, Schlossman. Steve, yeah. on, I actually brought his book, The Zombie Autopsies. <laughs> so, uh, last time you were just looking for financing, anything ever happened with that? Or are you no. still kind of in waiting? Completely in limbo. Nobody wants to do a zombie thing anymore. Right, yeah, I it's mean, kind of o- oversaturated. All over. I, I think Steve's agent showed it to people. Was it a straight adaptation of this, or who's writing it? I wrote it, uh, and it's a really. I was in touch with Steve the whole time. I mean, I added some story stuff because the you know it's there's a little bit of story lacking. Yeah, it's a little dry for. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was wondering how you worked it. But Steve approved it. He loved it. I loved it. We haven't been able to get money. That's too bad. Yeah. And then you also nobody wants to do zombies anymore. Yeah, it seems that way. Unless I mean, you walk in with a two hundred million dollars script that has a lot of special effects, then nobody wants to touch it. Something like World War Z or what they did to Max Brooks. Yeah. Novel. Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it's just garbage. <laughs> you also finished up the comic book, and you weren't you didn't really like the process of that. But it sounds like you did an adaptation. Have you actually adapted it, or are you just working on selling the rights? No, it's it? yeah. And we had a deal, and you know it was inches away from signing. One of those stories, the one that got away, the company went bankrupt. <laughs> and so my agent's out trying to shop that too. So you got something completed? It's like an outline, or just no, no, you're just going to use the a books, story? Yeah, the books are are the script. Right. Okay. So it, it doesn't need a lot of work. Right. I mean, you can see the whole thing. 
it's almost storyboarded out for you practically so yeah in the comic book yeah pretty much um also i know a lot of people hit you up about kickstarter which is crowdsourcing people yeah. like directly funding your next movie doesn't seem like you're too interested in anything like that you know i'm not i don't know how it works and, and i'm not i've always you know i'm used to just working with an angel you know right somebody that digs it and wants to do it and uh, I've only done two studio films directly for studios, uh, both for Orion, and it was the worst time of my life. <laughs> and um, so you're kind of used to that studio system and just making no, sure. Not, other, no, not, not at all. No, not at all. I'm all used right. to independent financing. Yeah, it seems like that's really the way it's going. It's kind of crowdsourcing. I think your son was actually working on something along those lines. Un unfortunately, unauthorized. He never got permission from my partners in uh, in High Living Dead. He never never had permission from them, and he his story uses the characters from Night, which John Russo owns. He owns those now. Yeah. Okay. Well, we own them jointly. Right. But uh, John has to sign off on it. Because I've seen so many people rip that off thinking it's in the public domain. Yeah. That it there's is. comic books and movies and unofficial sequels. The film is in public domain. The characters are not. Oh, so that's the distinction. They yeah. kind of shut down his project yeah. Yeah. pretty early. And in fact, the actors, the cast, I know people that have used uh, unauthorized clips of it. Uh, Russ actually got a Russ Reiner got a big piece of change from CBS because they used a clip thinking it was public domain but they didn't have the right for, to use Russ's image oh so well at least he managed to get paid I guess <laughs> so other than that uh, I, I know you've been doing a lot of documentaries like appearing in documentaries and I think I saw you listed as a producer for something recently are you doing a lot of really yeah on the IMDb, but I know what you I know what you <laughs> said about the IMDb. IMDb. Yeah, I know, man. It, you, 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 you can't trust can't it. Trust any of it. I don't know. I, I might. They might have given me a producer credit on Birth of the Living. Birth of the Living. Dead. Yeah, may have been that one. That was a few years back, though. Oh yeah, I don't know. There's one that's running on Netflix now. I think it's Birth. I don't know. So and they just kind of gave you the credit for that. I've we'll, just done interviews, but, as far as I know. Yeah, that's right. Unless it's dusty, rusty nails. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that could be. Actually, I, I got a credit on that, too. <laughs> <laughs> so you still, uh, you still focused on film, or have you kind of decided to do digital? Have you tried digital cameras? Oh, or? yeah, sure. Yeah? I, I haven't shot film since Bruce. Uh, Is it just money, or do you like the aesthetic of that? Or does I don't it just... like the aesthetic. No? But I also, I don't have eyes good enough to see the difference. <laughs> It's just all the same dishes. <laughs> Not allowed to look through the lens anyway, so it's just like... Oh, I guess it's all video assist now, right? So while they're filming, you can actually see yeah. as it's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, we were able to do that a long time ago. Even when we were shooting film, we had video assist. Right. So the first digital one you did was Bruiser then? No, no, that was no. the last oh, film. Oh, the last film. film you did was Bruiser. Yeah. That was a great film, actually. I really liked that yeah. one. And we finished on video. I mean, we finished digital, but shot on film yeah it's been a long time since people actually had to cut like a net you know yeah to get their prints ready to go yeah. glue it together anyway finally um do you have anything you're working on for like reissues i know a lot of stuff is coming out on blu-ray now you got any old footage or has anyone contacted you to kind of follow up on your old 
there is apparently some old footage that somebody found. There's two batches of old footage from Night of the Living Dead. Nice. And I know that Scorsese and uh, MoMA, are, they're working on a restoration deal. Really? I don't think it's signed, so I can't say that it's absolutely happening, but it looks good. That's, that sounds more like preservation if they're working with the... Yeah, with Scorsese. Yeah, that's great. It's great to hear. Where'd they get the footage if it they wasn't from you? They found an old work print, and it actually helps our case with the public domain because it actually has the old title on it. It has the original title, which is Night of Anubis. Oh, and the original, not Night of the Flesh Eaters. It's got Night of Anubis on it. Yeah, it even goes further back then. Flesh and that's probably got your copyright symbol, too. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm dying to see it. <laughs> and I'm hoping to hell that it's on there. So you're kind of in the same boat as us, just waiting to see how it comes along. Yeah. Well, that's great. Uh, thank you for taking the time. I know uh, you're, you're meeting some friends. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Wow. A lot of stuff wow. to dig in, guys. Cool, man. Yeah, yeah. A, lot a lot of stuff of to stuff. dig in. You're right, Matt. And for the Romero fans, you know, last year, the nine minutes of footage got shot down quickly. But here, Romero was talking about that there's two batches of film, two reels of film. That's uh, been pretty much handed over to Martin Scorsese, which Martin Scorsese makes, you know, pretty much all the Leonardo DiCaprio mob movies. The, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, Martin Scorsese. a celebrated good, director, yeah. Yeah, Goodfellas and all that. So for Martin Scorsese to... to for one, have his hands on it. He's got the coin to, to, to make it happen. Romero said things what? are looking good. It's not signed yet, but Scorsese has the footage. What, Can what we – I, mean, I, I just want to kind of pick this apart bit by bit, and I want to start at the beginning because he said something that kind of kept repeating in my head. He said, no one wants to touch zombie movies anymore unless it's a $200 million idea. Now, this is a guy who's inside the industry, so – that's pretty revealing. Like we we sit here thinking zombies are huge. Everyone's doing zombies, but sounds like Hollywood's a bit done. On TV, I think they're big in movies. How often do you see a zombie movie in the theater? Like really? like a blockbuster. Elite. There's tons of like straight to DVD zombie movies. Right. Right. And, but and it's weird because you know you know Romero was the movie zombie, and then you know you know Greg Nicotero from The Walking Dead got hit. You know. He, he was on Day of the Dead, you know, he'd done the special effects for Bub and, and, and all the zombies there, you know, kind of, you know, an, an early history of Greg Nicotero. So, you know, it was, uh, you know, it, it comes full circle, but, but yeah, with, with Romero true, saying uh, that, it's powerful. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. Norma? Uh, Norma? But, uh, but, but Norma. I was going to say, maybe we should pull that, because I'm... I'm not ready to say goodbye to the zombies genre. You know what I mean? I, I'm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think what he, I think what the notion is is that it's got to be a, a good idea. One more. Norma's audience gone. Norma's Norma's ba- battery's dying. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Norma. The, the normie bought six thousand. <laughs> Guys, big reveal. Norma's a robot. She's yeah, an AI yeah. that we've we've hired for the podcast. Norma, you might need to uh, sign out, sign back in, because you're. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Can you hear us, Norma? <laughs> I think we need to hang up on her. <laughs> Just hang up on her. Yeah, hang up, get her to call back in. Right, right, but but you know, like you're saying, you know, somebody, you know, the king of zombies. You think George Romero and people like that have it all, but but 
and like I said, it's very powerful him saying that, you know, nobody wants to do zombies anymore. Yeah, man, if Romero's getting shut down in the meeting room, then I don't think there's going to be much hope for other people coming in with a zombie film. Unless Max Brooks, it's Max Brooks, right? Or yep. I'm thinking yeah. of, yeah, unless he's got, I mean, I know he's got a couple books, maybe he's doing a couple deals, but you're right, I can't remember, maybe Resident Evil, but that's not even a zombie film. I can't remember a Hollywood zombie film very recently. World War Z would be the last one, but apparently it's garbage. I don't know. I liked it. <laughs> I like yeah, it. But that's that's a two hundred million dollar. That wasn't a zombie movie. That was a summer blockbuster that happened to have zombies in it. Yeah, but a lot yeah. of zombies though. Yeah, but it was. I, I, I consider a zombie movie. That's like the rampaging swarm zombie. I mean, I, I think a movie like Night of the Living Dead or or, I mean, yeah, I think like we have that we butt our heads over the whole. What are zombies and what aren't? Are virus zombies, rage zombies, are those real? But they've been talking about 28 months later for 10 years. And it just has never come out. Maybe this is why. True. Yeah, what's the appetite for it, right? Oh, Norma's back. Yay! Can you hear us now, Norma? Yes. My robot skills are breaking up. I'm very sorry. (laughs) What what were you saying before you broke up? We were talking about (laughs) zombie films kind of dying. What were you... Yeah. I, I would have never thought of that just because, you know, I'm at a point where I just can't get enough of, like, zombie kind of stuff. So to think that, you know, the godfather of zombies is saying, you know what, unless if it's really going to bring in a lot of money, people don't want to touch zombies. So that, to me, was was very revealing. Unless it's starring, like, Ted Bracewell <laughs> or Norma Lake. Exactly. I mean, you might as well not even try pitching it, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and you and you got to think, even back, you know, George Romero, which was awesome because, you know, I mean, you know, whenever he was talking about, you know, The Walking Dead being a soap opera with, with zombies added in, you know, it was, uh, you know, that, that was like a top story. But for him to say that World War Z was garbage, if you remember, it, it was a couple years where they were trying to get financing for that movie. And then, you know, the movie was made and then they don't have a, you know, a distributor and then this and that. And, you know, and, you got and somebody, they reshot like half the movie. Yeah, right. And then you got Brad Pitt involved. And then, you know, a Max Brooks book, which the book, you know, is you know not what George was talking about. It was the $200 million budget of what World War Z was with Brad Pitt was garbage, which is awesome, man. He's an honest man. But, you know, they had a time making that movie. I know for yeah. a, you know for a year and a half we were talking about is it man made is it not is it is it is it not well like like I said I know they they reshot about half the movie and Matthew Fox it I remember when I saw the movie there's Matthew Fox is a pretty famous actor from Lost you see him in one shot of the movie and it's like I was like that's that's Matthew Fox and it's like wait that couldn't have been him turns out it was he had like a whole like subplot that it was cut out. Uh, I mean that that movie, from what it was supposed to be to what we got, was like was completely a different film. Right, right. Because right. I, re- you know, you know, we see you know Ground Zero in World War Z, but in the book, you know, the first zombie that they talk about, which is kind of like a documented type book, you know, is stories from the zombie apocalypse. Uh, you know, but the outbreak started with the twelve year old boy, and they talk about the twelve year old boy, but that's not Ground Zero in World War Z. But, but, you know, if you remember, you know, I understand what Romero is saying because, you know, like you were saying, Ted, the zombies might m- bite you and move on. You know, they're more about in- the infection than feeding. And zombies, for right. me, you know, is where you fear the nick of the tooth. And, yeah, the zombies bite you and you instantly turn within 15 seconds. You're a zombie. 
but it was about the infection. Remember, they would bite and move on. You know, they they, they were not feeding at all for the Romero. In Night, in Night of the Living Dead, they didn't. Did they not eat people in Night of the Living Dead? They just bit and walked off. They, they uh, and died, right? Uh, whenever you remember when the truck blows up, whenever the, you know they finally find the, yeah. the keys to the gas pump and, and it blows up, the zombies are out there just shredding bodies. Remember all the body parts everywhere, and that, that's oh when yeah, I know, and, and I know zombies. when he's, yeah, oh, they're dragging their bodies out of the back of the truck, and they're all burned, and they start eating. I know that Return of the Living Dead was the movie that started the whole brains thing, where zombie mm. brains uh, that started in, in Return. So. Mm which was the tar zombie and all that. You know, I did a poll this week. Uh, tar what, what strikes fear in you? And it was the crate, tar zombie, swamp walker, and bub. I threw bub in there. And uh, <laughs> it was uh, tar zombie, you know, is, is winning the race big time now. I think there's a couple of days left on that poll over at Zombie Cast Tar, tar zombie is a, kind of a funny, funny character. I, I picked the crate, uh, which I know is your favorite. And that's a Romero. That's yeah. a Romero uh, movie, the crate. But, um, yeah, Tar Zombie's a comedic type of character. Yeah. And, and that's why I threw that in there, the crate, was yeah, I don't because find of it terrifying. Tar Zombie, when I was a kid, dude, scared the shit out of me, Dan. <laughs> like, big time. You know, I, I mean, I would have night, you know, I'd be afraid to walk upstairs after watching, you know, I'd be down there watching, you know, Return of the Living Dead by my, dude, that, that's one movie that still strikes fear in my kids. You know, Ashley can watch anything, but something about Return of the Living Dead, Tar Zombie still gets. Of course. But... But to hear Romero, you know, like, like I said, it's pretty powerful him talking about, you know, nobody wants to do zombies anymore. You know, you know, as, you know, as, it, you know, just human nature, you know, we don't have much of, uh, I, I'm, I'm not saying we don't have much of Romero left, but he is getting older. He's not getting any yeah. younger. He's, he's what, like 80s, 90s? He's like Stan Lee. Sean, Sean I think Romero's in chat. You might want to. Go a little easier. Okay, I'm sorry, Romero. <laughs> Romero, you'll be around 110. Well, I've always said he is very Stanley. They're they're I get it. They're the same guy. <laughs> Stanley and George Romero are the same man. I am pretty convinced. Right. So, what about this Russo character? So, there was a bit in that interview he talks about his son trying to get something off uh, the ground, but he couldn't get the rights to the characters, and it sounded like the undertone was Russo was kind of holding that up. Hmm. Because you couldn't get yeah. the rights to the character because they're jointly owned. That's that's kind of bullshit, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I, I guess that, that there's still tension there. And, yeah. you, know, you know, he said it was labeled, you know, the stuff that his sons wanted to do was labeled under night. And he couldn't get John Russo to to sign over anything, you know, that his son's trying to do. But I guess, w- would that make a difference, you think, with uh, Knights of Anubis? Anubis, uh, you know, with I, the I new footage that's coming out? Can't right. copyright the word night. I think he has living dead because that is kind of a you. You can't copyright the word like a word like night. I don't think. But I, I do know uh, the thing about uh, Night of the Living Dead is, and we mentioned this before. Um, the movie is a public domain movie. It's probably the most famous public domain movie, so anybody can do a remake of it. You just can't. But what that interview told me, I didn't know was that. That you that the characters themselves are not public domain. You can remake Night of the Living Dead, but you have to change the name of all the characters. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the issues. But like, if you go watch any horror movie, like Halloween, uh, anything, if whatever a studio wants to make it seem or a, a director wants to make it seem like their movie's legit, they'll always have Night of the Living Dead playing on the TV. They'll be like. Tonight on the Horrorthon, and the characters will be watching Night of the Living Dead, and they can do that because it's a real movie and it's public domain. So it's kind of interesting, right? 
So, you know, it's... I, you know, it seems like that he's wanting to learn, you know, because he's telling me you know, he's messing with the digital stuff and technology yeah. and stuff like that. But, uh, but, but, but hopefully, you know, you know, hopefully his son will get the rights and can do whatever he's doing. But let's talk about, you know, like I said last year, they were talking about, you know, the the, the nine minutes thing, you know, which was uh, towards the end of this interview. Uh, and the interview was much longer. This was an edited version down. But uh, you know, you know. People flipped about the nine minutes of stuff, and here Romero is saying that you know of, you know he's got two batches with Martin Scorsese. It's in his hands. There's not a signed deal, but it's looking good. That really gives me hope. Now, now imagine this: you know, you know those reels are done with the cameras back in the '60s. The grittiness, the graininess, been sealed. What if, and this is hypothetically speaking, what if a couple of years from now? We get a new release of Night of Living Dead with yeah. 45 minutes of new footage in it, done by like Martin a, Scorsese. Like a pure digital re-release Halloween that special edition. Awesome. What yeah. did they actually call it, Night of Animus? That would oh. be pretty fantastic. That would be pretty cool, yeah. So that, that, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I do want to talk to Luke, man, yeah, because he's had a chance to hang out with Romero mm-hmm. on several accounts. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, he gets little snippets here and there. But, you know, with this interview, you know, it's people's wanting more from Night of the Living Dead. So it was nice to get a confirmation exclusively here on ZombieCast that there are two mm-hmm. batches. That Mark Scrooge says he does have it. It's not signed yet, but it's looking good, you know. And then, you know, his honest opinion about World War Z, you know, it's, I mean, yeah. he says it's garbage. You can't argue with the King of Zombies, right? Well, that was a lot of facts packed in seven minutes, right? I mean, we got uh, we got some pretty cool opinions from George Romero. We heard about the two uh, the stock footages that are still uh, out there. Heard about some deals he's doing. Now, what were they talking about in the beginning? And maybe Zombiethon and Shaq can let us know. But he's talking about a book they're trying to get to screen, or what comic was he talking about? Do we know? Well, you know, Romero just uh, re- released that comic. Oh, I think it was last year, year four last. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to get the name wrong. I know the comic. Well, we'll wait till Zombiethon tells us in chat because, yeah, they were talking, the first minute was them talking about a project he's working on, right? Like he's trying to get a comic adapted. So is that comic, the one you're talking about? Well, Empire of the Dead was the Romero comic that came out uh, over the last couple of years. Okay. Which was kind of a, you know, from my understanding, it was like a vampire-y, zombie... You know, Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tight, <laughs> I don't know. Breaking Bad. Kinda. <laughs> it was basically mm-hmm. all the greatest things in one. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was Friends. Uh, <laughs> next door meets. Yeah, uh, Zombiethon says comic book was Empire of the Dead, so that's what they were talking about from, from Marvel. Marvel. From Marvel. Uh-huh. Oh, Ooh. Ooh, so is get, get these guys show up in the MCU the MCU films? The Miku. The Miku films? The Miku? Could they fight? Uh, could they fight Iron Man and Captain Am- and Ant Man and all those people? But that would be Never hilarious. Just that might. cameo would be fucking. Oh, oops, poop. Are we allowed to swear on this episode since it's special? You can edit that out. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, no, no, it, it's good. But, uh, but but you know, from Marvel, so you know, maybe you get Marvel Zombies for, versus Romero. What what was the? You know, there was a video game which just had uh, Romero in it. Sean, you know what? I gotta say, I'll say something real quick. Sean, that is a genius idea. Marvel Zombies versus Romero. Oh my god, that that would be awesome, we'll get, wouldn't it? Marvel's I done the whole said. zombie run before, haven't they? With their comic, yeah. Books? Marvel Zombies yeah. is a real thing. So, dude, ooh, oh, Sean, so you got to you're onto something. 
So yeah, that I think Pat that Penny. would be good. Pat Penny. Matt, Sean, you need to talk to him yourself. This is this is your your baby. Hold on. To that. <laughs> yeah, I want my money, point, man. There's no more, there's no Russo. It's Freeman. <laughs> next week, Marvel announces George Romero zombies versus Marvel zombies. An original idea by George Romero. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> Romero versus Canada. What about that? Pretty oh, cool. Zombies can't live up here. Pretty, we know uh, no, no, no. I mean, Dead Snow. It's a Canadian Nazi film. Yeah, that's not Canadian. Uh, it's in the we, snow. <laughs> don't have old Nazis hanging around up here. First snow. of all, <laughs> they all went up there to hide from the war trials. Yeah, it, it all started in Canada. Sense. No matter how you look at it, it's close enough to Russia and Germany. Well, it's the cradle of civilization, right? So everything started here. True. Up true. in uh, up in Greenland. Right. Yeah, the Garden of Eden's up I in see. Canada. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, all right, you know, like I said, once again, hypothetically speaking, you know, you're coming up on the 50th anniversary of Night of the Living Dead. Man, just what if we got a reamp version with a lot of footage added with yep. Martin Scorsese's name on it, man? You know, I think that, you know, and, and I honestly think, God, you know, Martin Scorsese is a mastermind when it comes to editing and producing and. And all that stuff. You know, every you know anything Martin Scorsese touches turns to gold. He can touch poop; it turns to gold. Ted, <laughs> he is like Bruce Campbell's jacket when it comes to, to movie uh, producing. And does, yeah, does, and does, does his hand, does he also uh, get women pregnant by touching them like like Bruce Campbell's jacket does? Oh, his glasses are like that. You know, Martin Scorsese's glasses are uh, they're iconic, man. Do you have any fear that if Martin Scorsese is in charge of the restoration and putting this all together, that he will uh, George Lucas this thing and slip in Leonardo DiCaprio? Oh, just like <laughs> digitally insert Leo into the key scenes. <laughs> yeah, like he's just standing, or he, they they take out uh, the they, the civil rights the the black actor and they just replace him with Leonardo DiCaprio. That'd be funny. Yeah, you know Zombiethon, which is from the Zombie Search Society. For, for, so all the guys in chat, Zombiethon. Is under Moke at the Society. You know, he's the big guy over at uh, Zombie Research Society. Uh, he said Empire had vampires, though. Ugh. He said Romero lives in Canada. <gasps> Are you that, kidding? I, is that Uh-oh. a fact? You know what? I think he lives in Toronto, actually. Shut up. We've talked about this before. No way. So, Matt, All right. Matt you're, you're, you're right outside of Toronto, man. You, you, uh... Here, you know what? I'm going to ask my phone. You going to go One stalk second. him good, uh, Matt? Yeah, I'm going to ask my phone. One second. Is that so? <laughs> 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 so I'm coming over and I'm going to help you stalk them. Stalk them, okay? Canada and their 17-digit phone numbers. Okay. Where does George Romero live? It's going to give it his home address on our show. and it's going to be a Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, it doesn't tell me. It just brings up his IMDb. Subsy said they could, in- they could digitally insert DiCaprio in Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> they could. They could do, like, the whole the shining what I thing. Is that what it said? I t- we both just said that. <laughs> Pat- patent pending. Yeah, Hold on a second. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Siri. <laughs> Where does George Romero live? Guys, we should go to his house and just hang outside and look through his windows. Hey, and- she, just, she just blanked away. Like it, She's like, I can't tell yeah, you that. Mine's refusing can't tell to answer you, Norma. Too. You're being like- creepy stalker. We'll not tell you that. <laughs> that, that is a that, breach you of know, my The contract. CRS study yeah. shows that Canada has a block on info. So that's why it's special when we bring it on the CRS. Yeah, uh, you know, segment. I think it's because we respect privacy up here. I think that's what's getting uh, – that's why I can't figure out this stuff. Oh. Uh, yeah. 
Sorry, guys. It's that stupid respect of privacy. What's the matter with you and your privacy? What's wrong with you guys? My privacy. So yeah, thank you so much, Zombie Research Society. That was a that was a kick ass interview. It was seven minutes, but you got more than that seven minutes than a lot of interviews get in forty five minutes. So oh, absolutely, it's pretty kick ass. Yep, yep, and yeah, and we're gonna be talking about this for weeks to come. Uh, it's no, like. Not. Yeah, buddy, it, 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 this is exciting, you know what I mean? Like I said, you, you know, nine minutes was great, but he's got two batches, you know, and two batches could be nine minutes, but, you know, it's it, I've been it told be nine minutes more. is great. Well, yeah. you know, I was just about to make a comment, kind of comment at that, because it usually doesn't last nine minutes, so this is pretty good. Yeah, I've been told that, too. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Zomb- Zombiethon was talking about, you know, a lot of people in chat is talking about altering film. Uh, Zombie Tom from Zombie Research Society says Scorsese runs the Film Foundation who preserves film. They would never alter it. And, 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 and I think that's what's awesome, Zombie Tom. I'm not sure if you were listening when we were talking about it. But, but you know, these two batches of film that he's got were shot with the old cameras in the 60s. The black and white, grainy, gritty darkness. You know, you know, the, you know we're black. I think they needed dinosaurs the on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the grainy, gritty. It's like a pterodactyl that, like. You had to crank and you got the picture, like the Flintstones. Right, right. But but it was, you know, just, you know, even Judith O'Day on it, you know, which uh, me and Matt. Oh, here we go. Uh, you know, which <laughs> I drew over. But, but, you know, to even go back, you know, and and to see, like, like cut stuff, like, you know, with the actors, you know, back in their early ages and stuff. Dude, this, uh, it could be a gold mine, man. This is uh, this is huge news. Zombiethon, I want to thank hope, you so much. I hope for, for this. Sean that uh, one of these reels is nothing but outtakes of Judith O'Day, just for just for Sean over here. Just nipple slips, just like five minutes of nipple oh. slips. Yeah, Judith and then it has like the wardrobe, her trying I'm on her wardrobe. Now. Here we yeah. go. Yeah. Judith O'Day knew I loved her by the time I left. I can tell for you new, that. any new listeners, Sean Freeman is in love with Judith O'Day. Not not young Judith O'Day. He is yes. in love with eighty-five year old. We went all to, ages. Just a background. We went to uh, Walker Stalker Con, I think, three years ago now. Was it four years ago now, Sean? Holy shit. Yeah. Yep. It was a long time ago. And I saw uh, it from a distance at the con. You were dreamy-eyed, man. You were oh, you were a little tongue-tied. But she talked to us for a good 15 minutes. Like, she was not doing this glad-hand stuff. She sat there, well, stood there, talked to us. Uh, Sean was, like, mouth of Gabe. And then we saw her at the bar afterwards. Which was pretty and cool. that's yeah. where it all and, and then she down. and then she uh, slipped uh, her hotel room key into yeah. Sean's pocket. Sean came back; his hair was all ruffled up. He didn't want to talk. <laughs> I was like, "Miss Oday, Miss Oday," grin he on like, his face. Yeah, he's like, give me a shot of whiskey, bar. He kept saying, "I had a good day yesterday." Yeah, yeah. and actually, the, 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 <laughs> like, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is so weird because it was me and Matt, Freeman, mommy, Fred Rojas. It was Judith well, wait, O'Day. all of you were included in that? Yeah, yeah. It was really yeah. a big party. Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, we were at the meet and greet. Judith O'Day knows how to and, party. And Judith O'Day was there. Dave Fenoy was standing there. Uh, the voice of Clementine was standing there. Uh, and also the, the Harry Krishna <laughs> zombie from the original Dawn of the Dead. Christopher, I can't think of his last name. But, uh, but Matt was like, dude, did you see that? And I was like, what are you talking about? And the Harry Krishna zombie had this. He, he had a flask that would shoot in his sleeve. So, like, you yeah. couldn't take outside liquor. So he would he would throw his arm out, and the flask would come out, and he would take a sip of liquor, and it would suck back in his sleeve. <laughs> he had, like, a he had like an Assassin's Creed blade, but it was a, using it for a flask. Yes, <laughs> it wasn't too eliminating. Yeah. Just his but, but, but we went to an Irish pub after that, and, and you know, there, there were several people from The Walking Dead in there. 
and we is it look Mike over. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Mike, his name, right? Yeah, yeah, Mike, yeah. Mike Christopher. Uh, sure. Which you know, he was carrying the tambourine uh, all through Dawn <laughs> of the Dead. Him and the nurse are like the most iconic zombies in Dawn of the Dead. But you know, we, we look over and the table beside us. There is the. Yeah, I mean, it was like it was like a halo going down, and it's like it's a day. And I went over and sat and thanked him, and you know, and I told him the story about the six hundred dollar VCR, and I was like, my mom, I was like six, seventeen, eighteen when, when night came out, she she saw the theater release, uh, you know, we went and bought a six hundred dollar VCR, yeah, I told Miss O'Day that whole story, and then I told uh, Mike Christopher about Dawn of the Dead, about how I used to even fear holding the, the VHS tape in my hand because I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Freaking zombies are on this, you know. And you're gonna, you're, it's it's a it's a cursed tape, like in the ring. Yeah, yeah, but but I'm like Ted, you know. I was literally raised on zombies in the '80s horror, man. And I was raised by zombies. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. Miss Bracewell. Yeah. Hey, Miss Bracewell's a nice woman. Right, right. But I remember Miss O'Day was drinking a nice Riesling. Oh, uh, yeah, she likes her. White wine and yeah, you know, she's making this shit you, up you, right now. You, she, she was drinking a reason. I remember, man. You don't I know I, that <laughs> she was having deep fried wine. pickles and a burger. <laughs> deep fried well, mayo. Anyway, the, the story the story ended with uh, <laughs> Sean got to see her O day face. Oh, and, uh, oh, Miss O day, Miss O day. But uh, you, you <laughs> know what? And, and, and I, you know. I mean, my wife was sitting there, and I was just spilling over Miss O'Day. And you know, I was too—I was too shy and bashful to ask her this for a picture true. with her in a bar. And Matt was like, just, a- "Just ask her for her autograph and her picture; she'll do it." It's like a like, prom. Dude. It was like, Sean, just go up there. She's a human being. Just, just ask for a picture. He's a I, little cutie. I went over and talked to her, and then when they were leaving, they stopped at our table and told us goodbye. That's true. Oh. And uh, y'all, also, y'all also, Sean also learned. Sean also learned that night that uh. Miss O'Day can only, uh, you know, get get herself prepared if uh, you chase her around the room saying, they're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> get herself prepared. <laughs> she gets herself, that's how she gets herself all hot and bothered. <laughs> they're coming to get you, Barbara. Mm-hmm. Barbara. Yeah, come, come and get me, Sean. I'm coming, coming to, to get you, get you. Barbara. <laughs> this and, day rises twice. And actually, the episode is still off, being that they, they were talking Don't about Don't let it. this day go down on you. What? <laughs> Actually, you might want that. Right. (laughs) But being what they were talking about, Night of the Living Dead and Romero, the early days of ZombieCast back in 2012 when it first started, and the episode is still up. I always leave this episode up. Uh, Yeah, I deleted some here and there, but but this episode is still up. So if you go look, it's one of the first five episodes. It's uh, Zombie Herald, which uh, was a host here at ZombieCast, and he actually got testicular cancer and had to leave. But... uh, he had a chance to sit in with, with uh, Gary Gary Strainer Strainer from uh, which was like the cop on Night of, uh, Night of Living Dead, but they were doing this pitch to where they were trying to save the Evans City Chapel, which is where Judith O'Day and the they're coming to get you, Barbara. The building that was in there, you know, from Night of Living Dead, uh, needed to be restored, which it was restored. And if you watch Doctor of the Dead on Netflix, which has our very own Matt Moak. It's got Doctor of the Dead, uh, Arnold Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. It's got Great Nicotero. It's got you know pretty much everybody from the zombie genre. It shows them whenever they reopened that Evans City Cemetery Chapel because uh, you know you know Barbara and her brother ride in the black Cadillac up to the thing, and that's how they, they. It was like the ribbing cutting for it, 
which was pretty awesome. So be sure to watch Doctor of the Dead on there. But they came on ZombieCast. Is it, is it, doc, is it Doctor of the Dead? Doctor of the Dead is the documentary. Oh, I was thinking it was Documentary of the Dead. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I believe it's Doctor of the Dead. Maybe a zombie thon can, can help me in chat. The but it, but, but what is weird is when you watch Doctor of the Dead, it shows like, like the ribbon cutting where they're reopening this thing, you know. And they came on here. Gary's trying to from from Night of the Living Dead. You know, his 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 brother was also big on it too, uh, from Night of the Living Dead. Barbara's brother, but it's 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 Doc of the Dead. Doc of the Dead, DOC of the yep. Dead. So, so, mm-hmm. so go go watch that. It's on Netflix. And like I said, our very own Matt Moak is on there. But to see them do the <laughs> ribbon cutting and, and where they're, they they restore that, you know, they came here on ZombieCast pitching the Evans City Cemetery, Evans City Cemetery, to restore that chapel. So you know, we help create money here on ZombieCast to restore that chapel. So you know, you know, whenever you're watching that, ZombieCast did play a part. In restoring that chapel from Night of the Living Dead, you know, so that's a small fact about ZombieCast. So you can go back and listen to that episode. Like I said, it's one of the first five that's Wait, on the bottom what? of the list. How did we do what now? They came on the Evans City, the Evans Cemetery from Night of the Living Dead, where I'm coming to get you, Barbara. The chapel, yeah, yeah, what was about to fall down. So they were raising money to restore uh, this chapel. Yeah. Well, they came on ZombieCast. Gary Striner, which was on Night of the Living Dead, he was the cop. Right, right. Came on. Zombie cast to pitch that they were raising money and to give all the links and we helped raise money. Oh wow! I didn't know that. That, that. that must have been pre me. So that was like in the early days of Zombie yeah. cast. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was pre-Matt, so it was back in like PM. 1980, 1981. <laughs> was it PM? before podcast? Yeah, it was PM. PM. All right, all right. That's pretty awesome. I didn't know. I'm learning something tonight about Zombie Cast. Yeah, so so, we, so whenever you watch Doc of the Dead, they, like I said, they show the ribbon cutting where Judith O'Day, you know, uh, you know her brother. I'm coming to get you, Barbara. They they hop. They're in a black Cadillac. There's a huge crowd there. You know, Alfredo Torres was there. Uh, it, it this it this uh, reopening of, of the Evans City Cemetery, and when you know they pull up in the black Cadillac, just like from Night of the Living Dead. But but like I said, whenever they do the ribbon cutting, we ZombieCast helped restore that chapel because we had them on, pimped them, and raised some money for those guys. So, uh, you know, nice. to kind of reserve a piece for Night of Living Dead. So that, that's that's our take on uh, Night of Living Dead. We we help out a little bit, but you know, it's things. So for, if you I, know, we get new listeners if, all the time, but you know, we we try to do our part. If I went down to that chapel and told them I'm with ZombieCast, would they be like, "You can sleep over"? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Zombiethon says that he come on in. Zombathon says that he has a, a piece from, from the, the chapel where they restored it. He has a piece from the original chapel uh, awesome. that is autographed and in a coffin. Oh, cool. Oh, it's in a little coffin. In a autographed, little autographed coffin. coffin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, 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 you know, I mean, being that we're talking about it now, be sure to go watch Doc of the Dead. Matt, you, if you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. That's whenever Arnold T. Bloomberg and, and – you know, is arguing with uh, Greg Nicotero, you know, about fuck fast zombies, this, that, and the other. But Matt Moak's on it. It, it, it's, it shows the history from Romero to now of, of the whole zombie genre. That, that's a great documentary. Matt Moak's on there, man. Sexy Moak. Sexy Moak. We got to have him back soon. Moak a latte. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, I want to get Luke on here also, which is Zombiethon. Uh, here on ZombieCast, man, you know, Luke, you, you really take care of ZombieCast, and, and I just want to take a moment to thank you for giving us the exclusive rights to, to do the audio version of this, 
interview because you know people you know like i said we're going on 50 years you know you know this, this is not that <laughs> we're in zombie cast 50th year yeah yeah but night of living dead is growing on 50 years and for us to be able to do you know to release this interview of romero talking talking about you know, you know there's unreleased footage and mark scorsese and you know the, the whole garbage of world war z and, and you know it, it, it's really an <laughs> honor because you know for me as a fan and, and ted as a fan I want to speak for both of us. We grew up watching zombies, <laughs> and to take part in something historical like this on a show that we do, I think it's pretty awesome, Ted. Yeah, me and Norma find it cool, too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, we do. Well, yeah, look, no, at the, I guess look at these squares, <laughs> Norma. Okay. Hey, hey, Sean, get a load of these two. <laughs> yeah, we're here, too. We, we kind of like it. It's kind of cool for us, too. Fucking well, fake zombie fans. But, Matt, but Matt Norma, you guys, you guys always told us that you weren't allowed, like, you couldn't watch Police Academy or Zombies. What are you talking when about? You're, kid, you, you, you had you're, like, just, uh, you're retconning now. Police Academy? Well, well I guess where Matt lives. Helmetto! no, zombie! I guess where Matt lives, it would be Mountie Academy. Yeah. I watched uh, Night of the Living Dead. I watched all those movies. Hmm... Yeah. I watched them when I was older. I, I don't watched know. scary movies with my, with my brothers, but my mom banned it because they were much older, so they would force me. They would literally hold me down and make me watch these creepy movies with them to the <laughs> point where, where my mom says, you're not allowed to do that or I'm making her sleep in your bed because I would just come sneaking in their bed. So I, would I was love a little to do a older. Segment. When I, we we so should do a segment of the show one time about watching horror movies when we were kids and what the video store we would go to. I love 80s video oh. stores. Oh, yeah. with that. Talk about that in detail, your experiences, what you saw, what messed you up, uh, why you watched them, sneaking around to watch them. I, I love stories <laughs> like that. Yeah, well, you know, it, that would be- it's such a different experience, right? Because, like, you discover them late at night, and you hope your parents didn't see you watching these. Like, I watch Tales from the Script all the time I when I was yeah. really we young. Had H- we had HBO. It's on all the yeah. time when I was a and, like, Cameron's Closet for me was scary. I don't know if you remember Cameron's Closet. There was another one, um, Monster in the Closet. It's like a really old, cheesy 80s movie, horror movie I kept renting. There's a few <laughs> others like that. Like, I really like the creature flicks. Like, when I was a kid, I really loved, like, when it had an actual monster in it. Nice. Friday the 13th series, to me, was always fantastic. Yeah. I can yeah. watch those. I watched Friday the 13th 1 uh, last night. I, I, those are movies I can put on any time, any one of them. And, oh, I say any one, mainly the first, <laughs> first you know, eight. The, <laughs> but they're... But they're um, they just never get old. They're just 80 minutes of just mindlessness. What about uh, Poltergeist, guys? Because my, my parents oh, had Poltergeist 3 on VHS, and I used to watch oh, that yeah. every weekend. <laughs> yeah, that one was with my brothers hiding behind them. Caroline, yeah. Memory Elm Street 3 Caroline. is the one that I would watch over and over and over yep. again. That's the one we grew up on. My that favorite. came out in the mid-80s. The late know, 80s. I met Craig T. Nelson back then. I was at a golf. Yeah, you know, where I live oh, at. Cool. I've always grew up here, but but actually, where I live at is where they have the PGA golf tournament. Uh, you know, the country club that we go swimming and stuff at is 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 you know Sedgefield Country Club. Like Tiger Woods comes here and all. But I went there whenever I was a kid on Pro Am Day, and Craig T. Nelson was there. So I got a chance to meet Coach. him and, and hang Coach out. Coach was there. Coach was there. <laughs> I get to hang out in the tent with him. And then you remember Larry, Daryl, and Daryl from Newhart. It was yes. uh, the blonde-headed Daryl, which was also in the movie Stripes, and it was Foster Brooks. So I got to hang out with Craig T. Nelson, uh, Larry Daryl and Daryl guy, and Foster Brooks whenever I was a kid. So I, I thought, always nice. thought that was pretty cool. And Sam Snead, the old guy. Well, he's got that iconic scene where he pukes up a demon 
in Poltergeist. Yeah, that's that's a Poltergeist too. I I actually yeah. did not grow up on Poltergeist one. Yeah, I grew up on two and three mainly. Yeah. Um, and Poltergeist two had the scene that I think scarred most. It had the scene with the bra- The kid had the braces, and the braces attacked him. Yeah. You remember that yeah. scene? That scene was scary, but the main one is the dad is drinking tequila. There's a worm, yeah. and it zooms in on the worm, and it actually opens its eye. It's a little demon worm, and he swallows it. Yeah. And he gets possessed. He starts coughing and everything, and then he gets possessed, and he starts like he starts like beating up and trying to rape his wife, and then suddenly he starts puking, and he vomits up this whole demon out of his mouth. <laughs> it was it's crazy, and it's it's Ooh, not cheesy. Delicious. It's really gross and disturbing. Yeah, it was like practical effects too. There was another movie. Um, and it wasn't so much scary, but it was The Gate. Do you remember The Gate? I oh, love, I love the, gate. the Gate. That's one of my favorite kids' childhood movies. And and they. Oh my goodness, I have such great memories from that movie. Yeah, it was just it stands up too because I, I think I watched. They made Gate Two, which yeah, was also was good. Was it? That's uh, on YouTube. The whole movie is on YouTube. I've never watched is it? it. I mean, yeah. it not as good as the first, but I remember The Gate. Whenever that was on, I, I loved that because that's that's the type of horror stuff I watched when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Just like the creative monster flicks, and I thought that was the great. Gate that was is my a... first sleepover party movie that we decided to pick and we just all jumped and screamed like so many. Yeah. <laughs> the, gate? Well, it has that, the gate is awesome because it's yeah. one of those movies like Mon- it's a movie like Monster Squad where it's yeah. I guess I named Monster in kids Squad. but it's too scary for kids to watch but it yeah, stars it was, nothing but kids it was um, maybe the monsters zone, like, I wouldn't say that was a kids movie but it was it was like an adventure it was a fun Kid adventure starring it, demons. Yeah, it falls into the monster <laughs> squad category. Right, right. But I, but I mean, they had the scene. The scene, the best scene in that whole movie is his friend Terry, who's kind of a, a mental case, has been sort of joking the whole movie, like, you know, when they built your house, a construction worker died, and they buried his body in the in the wall right. of your house to cover it up, and it's a joke. <laughs> and then that construction worker's corpse actually falls through the wall. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh so terrible. And then it falls over and turns in all those little demons. Yeah, it's a really yeah. cool effect. Yeah. There was a charm to those old effects, especially like in Army of Darkness with the little skeletons. Like, you knew they were stop-motion animation, and that's how they did most of the monsters, but yeah, I don't know. Just Yeah, I think that's a great topic, Ted, because there were so many horror movies I loved back then. I say next week we have a, we have set time aside, talk about the video stores you went to, the the box art. There was a, there was that, that yeah. aesthetic, the 80s, box, 80s horror movie box art <laughs> at the VHS, at the whatever. I mean, what's what got you, how you watched them. Yeah. How you couldn't sleep. Uh, oh my goodness! <laughs> yes. You know what really? What movie really affected me? And it was it was a little later on. But do you remember? Of course, Event Horizon. And then I was a teenager when I saw it. But yeah. I think that was the first movie that actually got in my head. Is Event Horizon just because of all those scenes from hell? Like that was the first like really graphic stuff I'd seen wow. in the movie. I need to sit down and just watch it. I saw it one time. I think way back when it came out. I need to make a point just to sit down and watch it. Again, I think, I think you'd like it. Yeah, everybody brings that up. It's like it's one of the scariest movies ever made. Event Horizon. I thought so. Well, they just uh, like previously when they shot that film, they shot like twelve minutes of hell, but they had to edit it down because it was so intense. And if you go online and like Google, um, what's the movie we're talking? About? Event Horizon. They uh, actually went, They actually shot on location in hell. I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, in in, in hell, the the tax benefits are really good. But if you go uh, Event Horizon uh, hell scenes, you'll see stills from the scenes and they're just like they hired amputees to film these things they hired like freaks to film them just because the stuff they're doing in them was so intense it was uh so you have a time check it out i think you'd like it ted that is that's what i love visions of hell where they actually everybody's just a mutated freak and they it's really scary because there was a movie called the sentinel and that was about a gateway to hell that was inside of an apartment building 
And at the end of that movie, and it was filmed like in the 70s, so it's got that gritty realism that movies don't have anymore. Yeah. At the end of that movie, the like hell started spilling over into the building, and they used real uh, amputees, people that were deformed, people yeah. like actual freaks. It was it's a terrifying scene to seeing this all these people come pouring out, and they're all crab people, and you know, and it's like it's <laughs> yeah. not makeup; they they're real like sideshow carnival people that's i mean that's still scarier than stuff these days because i mean we're all desensitized to cgi monsters it just doesn't do anything for me nope 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 nope. oh go ahead i was gonna say they got that new shark movie called the shallows coming out and i'm wondering the shark looks really good i hope it doesn't look like a big cgi piece of garbage (laughs) (laughs) oh like some other movie we know but, but you know what? Here at Freeman Kingdom, I have a color revised version of Night of the Living Dead on DVD. But but this is public domain, right? So so they say. So they say. So so supposedly, if it's public domain, you can go on YouTube and watch the full film. Uh, it, it, it you know in its highest HD content or or what, whatever it's made. But you know what, Ted? I know, and Norman, Matt, I know we've seen this movie, and we've seen it, and we've seen it. Oh, sure, now you include us. But anyway. Oh, are, are we uh, important enough to include in your memories now, Sean? <laughs> yes, yes. Do we qualify? Well, well, well I know, Ted, you know, it's one thing in watching zombies. But I remember as a five-year-old kid, man, that scared, scared the shit out of me. But my my parents were I guess we didn't watch parents, movies, man. Norma, when we were five years old. Yeah, back then. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Hey, guys, are we allowed to sit on the same lunch table as you? Is that no, cool? No, no, we sit at the no, same no, lunch table as you no. and Ted? This is... We're the back of the bus, man. <laughs> like, guys, oh, yeah, you'll just Norma, talk to us and pretend we like we go to the bathroom the and be like, okay, Norman, I'm Sean, your friend. Norman, Matt, I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry that the obvious has finally been revealed that I'm Sean's favorite. You're yeah, just going to have to get past it. We're just filler. Apparently so. CRS this is well, like my life, family man. all over again. <laughs> CRS. Sean, like, casters. Norma, we're going to start zombie casters, and we're going <laughs> to get better guests. Sean likes to retcon me into his memories. <laughs> so there I was with Ted. We were watching Out of the Living Dead. We were both four years old. <laughs> well, Zombiethon says that he was raised with a Christian family, which uh, was kind of banned from watching horror stuff. But he would always go to his friend's house and they'd watch Friday the Thirteenth. That's Rachel who said that. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, 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 not that one. That, that oh. is um, Zombiethon. Yeah, watch horror flicks all the time. Yeah, yeah. Zombiethon said that. It's a little bit. Gotcha. Uh, but uh. But yeah, Zombiethon, uh, uh, Rachel do, it does uh, the South Forsaken series, and Amrev does American Revenant Zombie series, which, uh, Matt, you've done an article on Zombie Research Society uh, yeah. on the Arthur's Roundtable uh, with these guys. Well, this, so, I, I want to talk with Zombiethon about starting to write again, because I, I used to write for those guys a while, but got a little busy. We know what that means, right, bro? Yeah, I'm having sex, man. We'll find out the fruits of that busyness, what, in September? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, it's safe sex time now, man. You can just go off now. She's already pregnant. That's okay. You got to worry. boys aren't swimming very much anymore. It's all good. (laughs) But, uh, but, But I tell you what, this week, we want all the zombies to go out there. Norma Ted, somebody, can you can you go to YouTube and see if uh, Night of the Living Dead public domain is, is on YouTube? But uh, yeah, I, I think we should all watch it fresh. Now, now that we've got this new news that uh, you know it was you know two batches of footage, Martin Scorsese, the possibilities. What if 
we got a reamp version, you know, with say 30, 40, 15 minutes extra. And I Living Dead, but uh, let's review this movie this week. I haven't watched it in in you know a couple years now. So now I'd say we watch time. it right now on air. Here it is, hour thirty five minutes. I linked you all to it right now. Mis- Here we go. Mystery Science Theater. And three, two, everyone, go. Press play at three, two, one. Wait, what are we pressing play on? We're watching all of Night of the Living Dead right now. Right now, yeah. at this very second. And we're not—we're not, not going to put audio from the movie into the feed. We're just gonna—it's just you're just gonna hear our reactions. <laughs> oh wait, so uh, we got so we're doing an audio commentary. The audience needs to know where to sync up. Okay. And that's where I would crash the whole system, ladies and gentlemen. Mine's already started, guys. Mother, fuck, she's hot. We really should do this. Look at how hot she is. We really <laughs> should. Do audio hey, that's not Bill Mosley. I remember Bill Mosley being the. Oh, well, that was the remake. I'm coming Ted. to get you, Barbara. Would Norm and I be allowed to watch this with you guys? Right. I mean, I know I know we don't watch horror movies, but do you think we would we'd fit in? No, well, bot- we might have no to bottles allowed, guys. No bottles and no diapers. This is big kid stuff, man. It's cool club. Can, <laughs> can, you, I just can ask you dig one favor though? What is that, Miss Norma? There will be no like talking. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you, yeah, you guys watch this movie. I don't want to watch it with people who talk. See, me and Ted, we're like our parents. That's already man. annoying for the Walking Dead season finale. <laughs> me and Ted walked to school, too, both ways. <laughs> like, quiet. Uphill both quiet. ways, guys. <laughs> My mom wrapped me in a big blanket and coddled me and, and walked me to school every single day. And I had a helmet on, too. That's how I got to school. And a bulletproof vest. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I did no. that too, but I had like bubble wrap wrapped around me too. Yeah, just a so big I bubble. I wouldn't have like, like no squeaks me. or anything all up. I was pristine. <laughs> yep, just like David. Well, the bubble, uh, bubble. we got about 45 minutes left. <laughs> we need to move on to fear. And I also got to, I'm going to do like a quick five minute review of uh, The Park. I'll do it at the end of the show because right. they were nice enough to send us a free code of a game yeah. called The Park. Well, well, so well let me close this. I do want to thank George Romero for his time, for giving it to Zombiethon and the Zombie Research Society. I want to thank the Zombie Research Society. Forgive us exclusive rights to the audio version of this interview. You can go over to zombresearchsociety.com. As Luke has uh, typed up a nice article on this interview, which was released this morning. It's, uh, you know, a really good article. I read it first thing this morning. Uh, you know, the Zombie Research Society, we, you know, they're, they're, they're the top of the game. You know, George Romero was on their panel. That's what the Zombie Research Society stands for. That's how big they are. You know, Romero is a panelist. For those guys under Moak, which is uh, the leader, Matt Moak. We do want to thank those guys for letting us be the only and, and official show of the Zone Research Society. Is Each week, we always praise them first. You know, it's almost like the blessings before dinner. We always give thanks <laughs> to the Zone Research Society. Every intro, I go all out because, you know what, I'm happy to be a part of them. When it, you know, whenever I'm out DJing, I always represent myself as DJ Freeman. But I am Freeman. From the Zombie Research Society and ZombieCast. So, you know, it's uh, I always pin myself as you guys. I'm thankful for you guys. Me, Matt, Ted, Norma are uh, blessed by being a part of the Zombie Research Society. Because you know what? Mm-hmm. We get things like we did tonight. You know, historical interviews that's only heard here that were released. And, you know, it's if anything, it, it helps us grow. But if we don't grow, it's an honor either way of being a part of the Zombie Research Society. Zombiethon, thank you, man. Absolutely, and the friendships that we've we've made along the way with them. So you know that that that's pretty awesome. 
Yeah. In this friendly, friendly world, hey, with each day so ready. full of hope, and also, I would go over watch the world to sing in perfect be harmony. harmony. <laughs> we're all singing different songs. <laughs> yeah, kind of like know against what we were saying. <laughs> but, uh, but guys, go over to zombieresearchsociety.com. You know what? I've got a lifetime membership that, you know what? When you buy this membership, Whenever I bought mine, I don't know what the deal is now. When I bought mine, it came with a Zombie Research Society t-shirt. It came with a Lifetime don't membership. Don't say koozie. A koozie. Don't say koozie. It's not a I got a couple of beer koozies. <laughs> but, but, but you know what? It's not about the shirt. It's not about the koozie. It's about the card that you get, a Lifetime membership. And what this stands is, as the Zombie Research Society, if there ever were a zombie apocalypse... You're going to be safe. You just got to make it to the headquarters. So, yeah, it's, it's a fun thing, you know but also it supports. You just, you just got to make it to the arc that they are constructing. Right. But Even Rachel says but, but, that she has her CRS card, and she keeps it in her purse for in case of emergency. I have it in my wallet. You know, it's right there. You know, I don't have pictures of my kids that you can see. It's, it's the Zombie Research Society. <laughs> well, but, and the shit hits the fan. We, you, we know that you're the first thing you're doing is leaving the kids behind. Right. It's a very fun way of creating money to generate something in the genre that we like, which is the Zombie Research Society that gives us all the news stories. And actually, you know, a little bit about the Zombie Research Society. You know, zombies are fiction, but there are doctors on the panelists over there. You know, there's, you know, like, like big university graduates. You know, Matt Moak was a member of the French Foreign Legion. And, and you know, it, it's all top-notch people there. George Romero even is, is on it for, for the film aspect. But it's a lot of times they do test and, and research and, and, and fun stuff with it. But you know what? Whenever you, you know, it, I think I paid twenty dollars for my membership. And you know what? That to have that card right there that Matt Moog sent me is honestly, I mean, I think it's worth fifty bucks. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> so, so so it's twenty easily dollars. So go to zombieresearchsociety.com and become a lifetime member over there. You're whack there you if you don't, Matt. Whack attack. That excludes John. Canada. No shipping to Canada. Oh, God. Another thing we miss out on. <laughs> Zombiethon. Are Canadians allowed in the Re Zombie Research Society? That's my first question. Second question, do you have a representative on your board from the oh. Canadian side? Because, you know. I mean. I'm hey, Matt, there's, there's, out there. there's ten rules to Zombie You're Research Society. You're writing your one, so. Matt. <laughs> ten rules. Are nine of them don't be Canadian? No, there's ten rules. <laughs> Number three. Yeah. There's no Canadians, man. Oh, come on. <laughs> Number three. You know what? We don't have to disclose that, that you're Canadian. <laughs> I, we'll just I got hide you under. Look. We'll, we'll give you a really ID. close up. Yeah, I got Norman a really good look American. at Matt when I met him yeah. about a year or so ago. And I'll tell you what, you put him next to an American, it's really hard to tell the difference. I, I think we can sneak him in. I don't know if that's a I good think thing. So too. <laughs> we got to get him a firearm, though. Yeah, we just kind of have to teach him the lingo, not to say a, right? Yeah, and don't take away my guns, Obama. Is that? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Is that how I fit in? Yeah. That's only if you're a good it. American. You <laughs> All right. So, uh, speaking of things that aren't so good, did anyone see uh, Fear last night? <laughs> oh fear. my god! You know what? I know you guys are gonna bash Fear, but but before I, you know, <laughs> John, you'd enjoy Fear. I said this before the show. You'd enjoy Fear if all they aired was just like. If it was just white noise on the TV, be like, yeah, yeah, 20,000 different plots going on right now. This fear is just really, it's, it's ripening up. This fear is really, uh, you, you the symbolism is fantastic. Something I realized <laughs> last night whenever I was watching Fear the Walking Dead, and Zombathon, I'd like to know your opinion about uh, Fear the Walking Dead. 
thing, the thing I realized last night, we're five episodes in. Each episode hour of Fear the Walking <laughs> Dead, you get a half a season of The Walking Dead. You get a mid season. What do you? Finale. No, don't put Walking you, Dead under the bus you, like that. You get, uh, you get, uh, no. you get a little suspense. You get some zombies. You get some drama. You get some sex, you and you get a mid season finale every episode. Something bad what happens every episode. What are you talking episode. about? Boom. Are you on crack right Fear. now? Okay. Fear. No. <laughs> Honestly, tell me, tell me what the plot is. Tell me what's actually been accomplished this season. Tell me what the show has actually accomplished Woo! in terms. They've sailed on a boat to Mexico. And what else? Bad. And they fought a couple bad guys. Pew, pew, pew. (laughs) And we saw some zombies. (sighs) Well, let's take it out there. There's more of you guys than me. So so I'll give you guys the benefit of the doubt. Matt, what what, what was so bad about last night? Nothing bad. Here's what I I think this show would be great if it was 40 minutes max. Because this show has a great way of being like, we got a strong premise – we got a cool setup, and then just bogging it down with with overly long conversations that go nowhere, a lot of preaching, a lot of just characters spouting off exposition that don't need to be there. Uh, Chris, by the way, does, his, does the top of his face ever move? Do you guys notice that, that character Chris? Because every scene he's in, it just looks like he's just, the top of his face is just a mask or something. I, Maybe I just, it's Botox. Maybe yeah, it's Botox. The, the crazy kid? Yeah, yeah. He just seems in shock all the time. There's every scene's he incident. It's just like he's just mumbling his way. Anyways, that's not that's not a huge beef. I don't yeah, know, Chris, Sean. I think Chris's gonna get an Emmy, dude. Sean, <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to that comment because, like, speak honestly now. Like, you can't say I'm not a if Chris fan. Last... It's bad acting. Yeah, but no. But if you look at the last season of The Walking Dead, I think if you're being honest about it. There was a ton going on in terms of the the pit zombies, the the wolves, the 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 characters, the the, the Negan discovering Negan, all the different conflicts with Negan. How can you say that fear, which has essentially just been kind of encapsulated episodes about life lessons about the zombie apocalypse, and really the only thing that's happened is they they've been in a boat, and just now we're finding out why they're in that boat, and we're five episodes in. How can you say there's more going on in fear than there's The Walking Dead? Man. Yeah. How about fear, guys? How about fear? <laughs> <laughs> Ten second time. All right. Well, well, all right. What, what about when, when the governor was on? Okay. Okay. All I remember hearing about was, man, we got to get out of that mother effing prison. Man, we, we got to get off the railroad tracks, man. It's, oh, my God. Filler, 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 yeah. filler. Yeah, which is which is what the I, I believe fear is doing. It's. This this the story they're telling in Fear could have easily been three episodes, and that's proven by the fact that the whole story ended last night on just a really kind of limp fart. It's just kind of like, uh, okay, that that danger's over with. Like that was building up, and that's all we got. It's like a thirty-minute cartoon on Saturday mornings. You've got your your beginning. It's all beautiful. You've got your middle trying to fall, solve the problem, and at the end, you're like, ta-da. Yeah, she saw moving on to the next one. Four episodes leading up to just a very kind of just a fight at the docks with this hostage zombie that <laughs> that was very kind and polite. And didn't yeah, have any indication that there was, was a dead person be underneath that bag and loud and screaming and snarling and biting. But then, yeah. and I, I I watched the episode right for the show, and I was thinking, how are they going to convince the uh, other people that that's not that he's fine because he's snarling and but and he he. Stop snarling and biting and squirming, uh, 
like like almost like an obedient animal. Yeah. Like, I I will behave so I can be part of this ruse. Guys, I'm upset. <laughs> I'll help you out, guys. I'm upset, guys. I'm upset. Why are you upset? Can you just be I'm honest? Reading zombie, I'm reading Zombie-thon stuff in chat. I was like, man, do you like fear? He said, I'm a zombie fanatic. He said he likes Z Nation. <laughs> and he said, I'm off the train of The Walking Dead and never saw yeah. fear. So The Walking Dead damaged him so much he didn't even had a check, chance to check out the awesome <laughs> show. Uh, listen to the Spin Master over here. Walking Dead is the best it's ever been, in my opinion. <laughs> I think the last season oh, yeah, was a return that. to form for Walking Dead. I'm so excited for next season, despite the bullshit cliffhanger. Me too. You know, how big and is I that here, I just want to say, oh my god, the mom's dead. She got bit. Oh my god. I don't. Oh, the brother the bit the brother. Look, here's Can someone the else step in here. Yeah. Oh that, yes. Okay. Here's one of the problems of fear. <laughs> one of the problems of fear. One of the problems of fear, Sean. <laughs> Any, there are seven or eight characters on the Rick Grimes Walking Dead. Any one of them could be the main character. That's how good the characters are. Right. If there was a show about Michonne, I would watch it. And, and I'd be like, I love Michonne. I love Daryl. I love Rick. I love Glenn, even though Glenn's dead. I, I, love, I love all these people. Uh, spoil, maybe. Um, but the problem with fear, the characters are not interesting. There's only one good character on the whole show, and it's, it's Nick the druggie, and he's not even on it that much. Right. I don't give a shit about these people. Well, if we, you know, if we would have started at the same time with That's The Walking it. Dead, we would have just yeah. watched Rick sleep, right? You're no, Rick you're is, making Rick up is, stuff now. Rick is actually in the timeline. I think he is still asleep. <laughs> you know, it'd have been boring watching that. I think the show would Norma, stand your better <laughs> yeah. if it did Norma, not you're smarter have than all of us. Please the tag of The Walking Dead on there. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we love Z Nation because it goes in a whole nother in a whole nother world, right? If this show did not have the tag of The Walking Dead on it, it would probably... Oh. No, 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 she's making a good point. Don't, don't shut, no. okay, we'd be don't shut her off. I see. <laughs> no. Uh, you, got, got you know, this here. last episode, I really wanted to enjoy this, but I didn't. I couldn't. Am I cutting out again? No, no, no I you're only like, I liked the ending. I did like the trade Guys. scene. I liked the trade scene. And I, I overall, I, I was not bored watching it, but again, it's just, I, I actually had a comparison, guys, of, uh, in my mind, I said, the, the first season of Fear was six episodes, the first season of Regular Walking Dead was six episodes, we're now in the fifth episode of th this season, sixth episode, uh, and I did a comparison in my brain, I said, where, let's look at both shows side by side, where were we in the Rick Grimes Walking Dead when we were at the 11th or 12th episode like we are with Fear? Mm -hmm. We had uh, on episode 14 of Rick Grimes Walking Dead is the episode, I believe, when Sophia came out of the barn. Damn, so much happened. So we loved everyone in that show by that point. Yes. Is Fear the Walking Dead going to reach that type of height of awesomeness? In two, And he has just two more episodes to reach Sophia coming out of the barn. But to, to even compare. And, and Shane getting shot. No, Shane didn't and get Shane, shot yet. Yeah, and Shane throwing the fit of, uh, you gotta fight, you gotta survive, you gotta fight, and I mean fight right now. Pow, so, pow. That, that was a good scene whenever he started shooting them zombies in the head. The yeah, and that's the thing. The there, there, there's nothing on fear that has ever even remotely come close to that. That's like one of the greatest Walking Dead scenes ever. Which and right. this show's approaching that in its life lifetime. Were, were, were you guys fans of Knott's Landing? Dynasty when growing up. <laughs> Where are you, Ted? Well, I, I like Twinkle, my dad. I mean, I watched them. This is the more elegant zombies. 
I don't remember much. Elegance. I'll call you back, Norma. But, like, oh, Sean, Sean, I think Ted's raising some good points, though. Like, if you compare to where we are in fear as to where Walking Dead is, by this time in Walking Dead, we had several iconic moments. We knew all the characters by their first name. We gave a ton of shit about all the characters. But look at fear. Like, can you name can you name scenes that people are still talking about in fear? Can you name characters that people are talking about? Had, by this books, point, we had had... The Walking Dead, those books and, and, and story was years before that was ever released. I think that's a benefit to it. They had a lot of good stuff to work on, and fear they're just they're making it up, but they're making it up kind of poorly, you know. And and the thing too is, by this point on Rick Grimes' Walking Dead, we'd had the episode where Carl got shot. They'd blown up the CDC. O- uh, Shane had left Otis for dead and shaved his head. Lori was being a crazy psycho. <laughs> I mean, it, it all it was all so good. What about what season was the I see red? Was that season that three? Season four when they found Morgan in the in the rooms. Like, I seen it. I seen red. I honestly think that's like a forgotten. That makes season. a whole lot of sense to me right now. I would like to go back and watch like season four because you know it's hard to pinpoint seasons now. I mean, I you know I right. like to go back and, and watch The Walking Dead. Yeah. We had two prison seasons. It was a thing. Our, our season and a half was in the prison. Yeah, I think it's the... you have season you know, three, know. like the end of season three, and all of season four. And I always say I like The Walking Dead best. But I, no, no, they... I, I don't think Fear is garbage. I don't think it's no, I don't think it's nothing. terrible. I just don't. Well, no, I mean, but they... you started off saying it was it was it was besting Walking Dead, and it was it was faster paced and better episodes and and doing more. But I don't know, man. Walking Dead is still. Still way out of Fear's League, I think. But Fear has to define itself. It doesn't have a character to it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm it just saying... seems like they're trying really hard and just failing at this point. Don't, I mean, and as you guys said, I like the show. I don't love it. Um, but you know what? It's kind of sad when I'm more paying attention to my phone during that one hour right. than I am to the show. <laughs> and it's true. Like, I'm like, oh, crap. What did I just miss? And I just realized I just lost 15 minutes of a storyline. Like, it's right. just not grabbing me. I do have and to I apologize. To I was wrong. Yes. Sean, I will say I was wrong. What? <laughs> one, of, one of my main points last week was, what the hell, why did Nick go up on the shore? And I don't think this made up for it, but last night they had a couple throwaway lines of, never send Nick again to do your job for you. And he said, well, he volunteered. I, I still don't believe Nick would have done it, but at least they explained it. At least they... Well, I wanted to, to say they did have a scene two weeks ago when he talked with Nick, and I think they did show them talking about doing it. Did they? Yeah. I, I thought that was a, just a talk like you're brave because you're a drug addict or something like that. No, I don't know. But Matt, um, what else? I say you about get this? girls pregnant, Matt. You jumped the gun too quick. Slow down, Tonto. Slow down, <laughs> Tonto. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say this, all right? I know there's a lot of good things coming up with The Walking Dead. I like The Walking Dead the best. I like The Walking Dead the best. The Rick Grimes Walking Dead. But mm-hmm. with the flow and, and the way that they have all, you know, they actually have complete episodes on Fear the Walking Dead, sleepers, I mean, uh, 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 filler episodes can't happen on The Walking Dead anymore. What they, was the they, Lighthouse they, they, episode? That was they, a complete filler episode. The whole Lighthouse episode was a filler. When's the last time 
on The Walking Dead. Seriously, when's the last time we saw the black guy that played Dr. Dre? I can't think of his name. The dreadlock guy. Well, we saw him in the last episode. They drove away to go find help. After they raided the first uh, Negan <laughs> compound. Oh, who are you talking about? Um, Heath? Heath? Yeah, Heath. Yeah. They, they, they've got yeah, to get better with see. getting all the characters there. And, and, they, and it's got to have a start, a middle, and an ending to the episodes. It but that's to. it's two it's two different formats. Walking Dead, we talked about this. Walking Dead's a more of a serial show where it's telling a long story. Fear is telling like tiny stories with one thread that's kind of connecting them all. I go back. What was the Lighthouse episode? That was pure filler. What, what did that do for anyone? Nothing. Yeah, that, that episode where they went and stayed with that family. Nothing was gained for the plot. Yeah. No characters were added. The, uh, th- yeah, there was literally nothing added in that episode. Like no, if the little kid had come along with them. Yeah, right. but no one came along with them. So they really did... The story was not advanced in any way in that episode. All right, here's a and pointer, that's guys. Don't ever watch Seinfeld or Two Broke Girls or... You don't get, get parents, standalone sitcom. You can't raise the issue that... <laughs> you and can't say wait. it has no filler episodes and we give you a filler episode and you say we don't like filler all episodes. Right, this, is, <laughs> all right, this is way before Fear ever came out. Way before Fear ever came out. I've said many times on ZombieCast, Modern Family in 30 minutes has a crazy storyline with 20 different scenes in it. And The Walking Dead at least has to do something like that within an hour episode. I've always said it way before Fear ever came out. That's not the point point you're trying to make, though. You're trying to say Fear has no filler. We just gave you an entire episode that was filler. You guys are boring, man. I thought it was good. (laughs) But you can't say it's not filler. If we just gave you a show that's filler, so that's one of your points about fear. Look, I like fear, I do. I know we, I know we're kind of on opposite ends, but I feel like you can move a little bit towards our side, and just recognize that it's got a lot of room to grow. Because right now, the amount of love you're throwing it isn't helping the show. If people are listening from the show, listening to you, they're going, "Oh, we're doing nothing wrong." I want to see this show grow. Uh, but, right. but, but honestly, I've sit here and talked into this mic week after week after week to hear everybody complain about The Walking Dead. But now it seems like it's just every everything is gold about it, and we've because Walking a Dead lot. got awesome. Walking Dead has gotten awesome. But yeah, the, it's corrected. It's just... the first half of season six. Go back and watch it. It was terrible. The first three. Oh, episodes we were loved good. that. The wolf attack was amazing. And then the yes. last, yeah, the, the, the first three were good, and then the last five. Remember, we were like, "What the crap." I don't know, but I th- I think they have that luxury to kind of... I Actually, I never found any of them as filler episodes. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's a filler episode. I never felt that way. Only because I loved each and every one of those characters. You know, I'm here I am That's defending tough. the wolf with him and Denise. You know, I just really enjoy those episodes. But here it seems like they're trying to give us all this action and all these really intense scenes. But I'm so lost because I can't seemed to grasp what the last scene was really all about. And can I build and on I, what Norman said real quick? I want to say, uh, Norm, what you said I agree with, and you it took the words right out of my mouth. I said, even when Rick Grimes' Walking Dead episode, the episode is not that great, I'm still in. I'm still interested because I love those characters. Mm-hmm. You know, even if the episode's not good, I still want to see Glenn and all the, gr- the gang go out and do shit. The problem with fear is, I don't like any of these people <laughs> They're all boring. I don't care. Any one of them could be killed next week, and I'd be like, well. well. Oh, well, there goes another one. Especially the okay. stupid daughter falling in love with... I thought that was all a ruse, but she was yeah. actually falling in love with Jack. I'm like, what? 
she knew for one second. It's like right, that, that whole. Oh. Let's talk reality, Matt. You, are you, are you, you don't reality have you points. don't have Walmart up there, right? What what, what do you what guys is, have? Where is this going? Where, you is, have where, is, it, yeah, where is this going? What do you? We have Walmart in Canada. Do you have Walmart? We have. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. we have all Walmart right, in all Canada. Right, all right, Norma, uh, cover your ears. Cover your ears. You, you guys Uh-oh. keep talking about this daughter falling in love. Your ladylike ears cannot handle it, Norma. How many okay. times, Matt, have you been in Walmart? You see some hot yoga pants, and you go rub one out in the bathroom. <laughs> Every time, but I don't know you what you fall the in love that quick, son. Don't lie to me. Okay, you can't handle the truth. Well, I, I shot my falling in love means you instantly start rubbing one out. <laughs> I don't think that's love, Sean. I think that's a serious. I think problem. that's. Love. I think that's that lust. Uh... <laughs> I think that's yeah. Um, but okay, honestly, Sean, please meet us halfway with something here. The daughter falling in love with a guy who just took over her family's boat Zombie and probably him. murdered her family. Yeah, the guy... And she's still like, no. <laughs> the guy who was responsible for deceiving her and then letting an army of maniacs overrun her boat and probably kill her family. And she's like, I don't know, Jack. It's a, Jack, I'll never let go, Jack. <laughs> Zombie Thon like says she- it in chat. Oh, God. This is facts. Now, now I want to explain this. Zombathon, and, and, and hear me out before you guys attack me. I'm, I'm an apple guy over here. Get ready. All right, here comes Get the, the swords guys. out. Be ready. says in chat. He says in chat, when you marathon a show, there aren't any filler episodes. All right, with, with that being said, The Walking <sighs> Dead, I remember on Knuckleball Cast, I covered season one of The Walking Dead. I would go to work. I would tell people about it. They'd be like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy. Everybody was talking about I was dumb talking about The Walking Dead. To hear oh, people are you going to hurt yourself The but, Walking but, Dead here? But, well, no, but, but, but to hear people now, they've always been fans. They've read the comics years before the TV show came out. Everybody was a fan way back. Mm-hmm. But I remember The Walking Dead, me struggling trying to tell people about it. And until they ran the marathon before season two, it didn't blow up. So season one was kind of a dead ringer until they marathoned it. Okay, so Fear is five episodes into season two, and it's still... Fallen just like Eli. Eli watched season one of Fear the Walking Dead. He hated it. Him and his so wife. What's, Mar- the, what's what's your overall point here, though? <laughs> Eli and his wife marathoned it, right, Norma? And Eli fell in love. They did, with and they were enjoying but, it more than they thought. Are you are you saying that <laughs> the show? I, I agree. Shows are better when you marathon. I'm like uh, American Horror Story Coven. I thought it was terrible, and then I watched the whole thing in two days, and I thought it was actually really good. But that's not how shows are aired. You know, unless it's Netflix, we have to watch them. One, and maybe if we all just don't watch Fear, wait for it to be released, and then marathon it uh, uh, eight months from now, we'll have a different response. But right now, we're watching it as it's being presented. Right. And I'm like Norma. I looked at my phone for half the episode because I was interested in the in them. Here we go. We had a premise where like their family has been kidnapped. We got to go in there. We're a small crew against this this other crew that's supposed to be like really badass. Who turned out to be really not badass. And I thought there's going to be a good confrontation. But then we just got a bunch of like just talking and and just building up to this invasion and just just meandering between scenes. And then this ridiculous thing where they traded a zombie that just stood there and just moved right. his head back and forth a little bit. It's just. Yeah, Right, yeah, a, and I don't understand these villains. Like, fear, right? They're like five seconds into the apocalypse still, and like it's already been overtaken by super villains. It's again, it's the show's moving way too fast. It's right, two uh, weeks in the apocalypse, and there's and already we're like moving way too fast okay. in the wrong direction, <laughs> in now, now some bad say, direction. You guys say that the Ranger House was a filler episode, right? 
Yeah. You guys are heartless. Let me explain a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> now, hear me out. I'm going to talk about September 11th. Oh, oh my the Sean, God, Sean. I, I, I like going now, at all. No, no, now, now hear me out. On September 11th, people were in the World Trade Center. Oh, God. They, they were on top above the fire. I'm being serious. And You're high-roading this, Sean. No, 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 hear me out, hear me out. The episode where Sean compares now, Fear the Walking Dead to 9-11. <laughs> now, 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 hear me out, guys. Now, I've been, on top of, uh, I've been on top of the Stratosphere Tower in Las Vegas, which is 100 stories. And it's, it's fucking yeah. high. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, like, I wouldn't even put my back to the rail. Like, like it, it, it was scary up there. But, but to think September 11th was so bad, people gave up hope and jumped. You know the consequences of jumping. You know you're not going to survive. It was that bad, right? Mm-hmm. They gave up hope. They gave up hope, so they jumped. Now, I think the premise of the whole ranger scene was, was you know, here you got a, a happy, healthy family, and the guy's giving up hope. He's poisoning his family. He's given up hope it's two weeks sign, in the apocalypse. But it's a sign of how bad <laughs> things are. They've got the gate there. They've been cleaning out the bodies. But for him to choose, you know, to give up hope, I think but is more of what that episode was. Instead it was of just two weeks filler. into the apocalypse. Two yeah. weeks, son. <laughs> that's my problem with the yeah, show. I cannot wait till the walking dead starts back. When the show started, guys Sean, to it. Sean, the last week, there were still helicopters flying around in the sky and things happening i mean and again it's it's my problem with the show is they've moved so fast it's just my problem with the show has always been people are just not reacting the way people would be reacting yeah rationally and, yeah irrationally, rationally the, or rationally it's and, just and in not... the timeline and the timeline of the show we are a week and a half into the zombie apocalypse and it's already like 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 we have mad to go Max see out there yeah dr claw is out there and his mad <laughs> and his gang yeah. of Misfits are out in this boat that they've already set up like a gang where they're obeying a guy and what what <laughs> doesn't make sense. <laughs> but Sean, please, it's... when Walking Dead starts, we are going to have complaints. But the thing that Walking Dead does is it always comes back. There's always an episode that draws us back or character moment. Anyways, we're ganging up on Sean. But Sean, I think I think you feel ganged up on, so you're not willing to move on your position. I'm not. But can you can you admit <laughs> that? <laughs> Is it because you went on about how great the show is going to be the best thing ever? That's exactly it. He can't. He you can't admit that the show is not as great as you initially thought. So you don't want to back down. I get it. It's better than I thought. I'm I'm being dead serious. I really enjoy it, like watching MacGyver. Yeah, when you watch the New Boys, you're like, oh my god, this this episode's about it's about it's about the guys from Waco County, man. They're here, the bank robbers, and and you get a full episode about that. John, you know what I you know what I think each episode is what. About thirty minutes too long. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think we all like know. the show. Like Normus, I think we all like the show. I just I think it's to a good layout. Like... It flows. There's many stories, and, and you get a complete show. You get a beginning, middle, and, and a cliffhanger. You know, for, for the next week. Where we're going next week on the boat? We don't know. It might be Disneyland. But it's going to be good. You're going to get <laughs> yeah, a full story. Like, it's not gonna I be feel like we're having a little bit of Spider Man as an, an amazing friends moment. Okay, today we're going to fight the Green Goblin. <sighs> oh, Green Goblin's done. What are we going to go to next? Let's go huh. fight Dr. Octavius next like, week. We're like, oh, oh yeah. shit. Herschel's song, Carl, kill somebody. Carl's bad, dude. Carl's going to kill Rick. Oh, my. Well, Carl's not bad anymore. What happened to that story? What are you talking we, about? I don't know. Those paths that we go Wait. down, man. Oh, my God. What? I think it's different. How can you not we go down Wait, those, And, you know, I said it last ahead. week also. The walking dead sends you down those paths and there's a brick wall there. And they just forget about it. 
We've already touched the fact, and Ted said that, that he doesn't care about any of these characters. Is there one character there that you can actually relate to? Here's, like I said last week, there's this mom that she's, you know, the mom. She's a mom. She's a teacher. She works at school. She's a guidance counselor, you know, and she's a wife. There are a lot of things I have in common with her, but I cannot relate with her. Kind of looks like think... Norma too. <laughs> yeah, I another wish. path I want to talk about. You know, but I don't think any of us. I mean, we find some characters, I guess, maybe compelling, like our little Johnny Depp wannabe, or look alike. And but do we relate to any of them? You know, can we see ourselves in this situation? No, no we can't. No. You know. You know, you, Ted, I'm sure you already had fantasies that you were going to marry Alex if you were living in Alexandria. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you can fantasize yourself in that oh, world. Oh, yeah. I was I was totally going to marry Alex. Uh, and, right? and then they took her away from me, and I was heartbroken. <laughs> so I, you know, Matt, you're, yeah. you're, 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 Carl is your son. You, you know, Sean, Carl is yeah. your son. You can relate. Sean's my friend. Daryl's my buddy. Norma here was going to be face down in the woods with old Glenn. She's I mean, thought about that right? many times. <laughs> all right. Do you think she, she dreams that she's Maggie at the, at the drugstore? <laughs> all right. All right. One, 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 what I'm talking about, about cliffhangers, one is the absence of characters. I hate that with The Walking Dead. Two is the past. <laughs> I was just talking about, you know, Carl, we thought he was bad, we thought he was good. Now, now, now explain this. You, you, you guys praise The Walking Dead in their storytelling. What about what about the red eye zombies? I mean, whatever happened to that? Glenn was sick. He, you know, they they burned the bodies, and then all of a sudden, uh, it's, I, it's I, a I fully story. agree. The I they, fully they agree. The whole flu plot. Never finish them. I fully agree. The whole flu plot just was was a go nowhere that added up to nothing. Oh like, God, all who, it added up to was, was Carol burning bodies. We spent five episodes about who's feeding them rats, and it was the kid, and then it was just nothing, nothing. <laughs> well, we found out it was the kid, though. But it took five episodes to find that out. You know what? We found out last night that they were brothers, and he ate his brother in one episode. That was awesome. I don't think this... I don't understand. <laughs> what? You guys are getting quieter and quieter. <laughs> well, no, I don't know where I'm just saying. What do you I not... Love, I, I love The Walking Dead, but I hate how they go down paths. I hate the okay. absence of calendars. You, you know, whenever we don't get Rick Grimes for two weeks, yeah, I'm like, I'm, what the hell? And then, that's not, then the, that's not. The, 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 and I've always said this way before fear. I hate the absence of characters, and I hate whenever they go down all these paths, and then there's just a brick wall there. They're just forgotten paths. The one I don't think really that's was fair. Is Carl? I don't think that's guy, fair. Bad guy is he a killer? No, oh my god, he killed the guy in the woods. The guy didn't even draw his gun. Carl's band, and then that's character development, Sean. That's not. But you're not going to get anywhere. Spe- it was just dropped. That episode it was dropped. They never talked about it again. Oh my God, Carl's still in the show. It's called character development. That's how they solved. That's not a path that ended. That that just that's Carl evolving. What are they supposed to do? Like turn to the camera and say like, "Well, that's the end of Carl's story. He's good." But, but it's it's called watching the show. But what I'm saying, like, <laughs> like last week, you guys were talking about, "Oh, Nick went to the beach, man. That that was just." crazy dumb you know i can't say anybody likes this but then you got like the red eye zombies which is like crazy worse than a man swimming on the beach and they gave you the story of the guy swimming on the beach it, it, it was just took them time to explain it but the walking dead is bad for stuff like that i and i've always said that way before fear and i like the You're walking right. dead the best it's garbage and the fear is just it's a revolutionary zombie show is that what you're I saying like 
Can I intervene? Uh, can I intervene with uh, some uh, an article? Yes. I would like to break it up with an article. Uh, this article yeah. came out uh, Wait, did you yesterday. Get it from CNN or Fox? Come on, Republican <laughs> or Liberal? Uh, I got it from. I it broke in Forbes. Forbes, a money a money magazine. Uh, article's title: "Fear the Walking Dead is Bleeding Viewers." Fear the Walking Dead had a reasonably strong debut and it returned just a few weeks ago in the past after the season finale of The Walking Dead. It picked up the zombie torch and managed to draw almost the same amount of viewers for its premiere that it did in the season finale, 6.67 million. However, even with the slight drop, uh, it went from 6.6 from 6.8. Even with the slight drop, nonetheless, the primary present on the cable of a fairly... Wait. Nonetheless, the primary present on cable by fairly a big margin. The big issue... Have been modified within a few weeks. Adopt this article doesn't make sense. Weeks that adopted and Fear of the Walking Dead has been bleeding viewers steadily. Week two dropped from six point six to five point eight. Weeks three and four have been all the best. Now it's then it dropped down to four point seven. Dude, it's just like Nintendo, (laughs) PlayStation, and Xbox, Apple, and Android. The fanboys. You could offer them $1,000 an episode to like it, and they will still not like this because they're the Walking Dead fanboys. Well, they will not let's like see, this. Um, I don't think that's true. I think so. What? Wait, it's not a competition, the- though. They're not both on. They're not competing against each other. I mean, I'm, me, not gonna, I'm not going to read the this whole article. It looks like somebody actually yeah. directs it. You know, and, 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 see, you're throwing it under the butt. You're throwing Walking Dead under the bus again. Why, why do you have to do that when you, when you pop up here? We, you you agree? Perspective, but put in perspective. Let me let, put in perspective. Ratings tend to go. They're two yeah. different shows. Go ahead. Tell right. Ratings tend to go down as a show. The longer shows on the air, ratings tend to drop. You know, they, they they're not going to stay big forever. Walking Dead, the highest it ever had was like seventeen or eighteen million viewers. Even now, it's getting fourteen to sixteen million, and it's going into its seventh season. All right, put it fourteen up. to sixteen million. Fear the Walking Dead is getting around four million viewers in its. Eleventh uh, episode. All right, but what's Game of Thrones it, getting? The Walking Dead didn't go up against Game of Thrones. Well, for one thing, Game of Thrones is a cable. Is it on? Is a is a on a, a different time channel. too? Yeah. Isn't it? No, it's it's the uh, same night, right? Same time. But you don't you don't compare those because one's on a premium channel you have to pay extra for, and one's on basic cable. So you don't really compare them the same way. Yeah, but but the fan base is so big for Game of Thrones. I mean, it, it's. It's not even a competition with fear. Yeah, but ratings are also all based on downloads, and there's other ways to measure it other than the night of. It's <sighs> what people are watching. I think what's frustrating to me is that I, I want to have a conversation about these shows with you, Sean, but, and there's things that like you would complain about if they were happening on The Walking Dead, but I feel like I think now we're at a point where it's, it's, it's us against you, and I don't want to do that for the next two months. So. no, no. It's not, but, but, but being fair, my favorite season of The Walking Dead was the one that everybody hated, which was season two, because it was slow, it was a story, you know, it, it, I, I like the slow parts in, in season two, whenever they're sitting by the camp. You just you bitched know, about were, filler episodes. But, How but, could you bitch about were, filler episodes and say you like season two? But, but season two wasn't, like, they'd be sitting there peeling potatoes talking about pregnancy tests. But you just <laughs> complained about that. You just complained that's what you don't like you know, The Walking Dead. I, I, like, oh, the, I, I, I like the whole... <laughs> season 2, Sean, Season 2 had that whole episode where they spent a whole episode getting a, zo- a bloated zombie out of a well. It was the epitome of filler. <laughs> it was literally a zombie filling a well. That was it was good. a filler that, episode. But that was a good episode like <laughs> Deadliest Catch or Baron Sea Gold. 
Oh, boy. Anyway, I, what I don't want to do, and I'm going to... I just want to squash this. I don't want to spend the next two months, Sean, going like, this is the best show that ever existed. Well, well no, Matt, don't worry. There's only two more episodes of Fear of the Walking Dead, then it's it's over. It, it's it's one of those... Uh, they're doing the, the, the Walking Dead format of eight-episode runs. So we've only got two episodes left. I thought it was... Well, I thought... It was 15 episodes, is it not? It's 15 total, but they're splitting oh, in half and showing mid, some now, and they're going to show more later break. down the road. Gotcha. Yeah, mid-season break is in two weeks. So how can they talk yeah. all, all these, all these you know, big uh, cliffhangers? Yeah, they have a cliffhanger every week. What, what, what would be good? Travis what, was the cliffhanger last, what was the cliffhanger last week? Um, what was the cliffhanger? Oh, they took the, the father... And, um, oh yeah, they took the and father, the girl. Father, the daughter went with her. What was this episode's cliffhanger? The brother killed his brother. Yeah, really? and they got onto and the boat. But there's ago, something. He chopped the inner tube and the, the Asian lady. There's always something big that happens at the end. Not a cliffhanger. That's a plot development. Which is good. <laughs> I did Walking like that. Too. <laughs> I will that's say that I like the Asian lady showed back up, but I. Again, how much time happened between them cutting the boat to cutting her loose to now? Because she had time to for the kid to die and then meet these people and to get in league with them. Yeah. Is time not moving in their world? Like, like two days. <laughs> Your <laughs> time is very and, different and, from our time, I guess. And she can it fall in normal. love with Jack because Jack didn't search her out. The Asian lady is the one that, that told him to go find that boat. She fucking fell in love with that dude. But that's over not talking what to him. Yeah, yeah, they fell Three in love. Calls. That'd be like me talking to Norma for like six seconds and being like, okay, <laughs> we just run away together, Norma. Let's I'll save you, Norma. Let's frolic in the meadow together. Let's frolic in the meadow. Even though Norma just took my family with machine guns by force. Yeah. Oh, Norma. And then I ripped their hairs out of their scalp. Let's just go and do uh, this. Right, well, I'm for real. Yeah. Cut right, Norma's so... throat and dump the sea. <laughs> I'm just saying, not, oh, man. not the fight. Walking Dead. I'm not, I'm not saying the Walking Dead. But some shows, <laughs> some shows out there, if you would have had an episode like like oh, what y'all call a filler with the ranger scene, it would have took five episodes to tell that story. Yeah, just like they took five on, episodes to tell a story Dead, about a farm on The Walking shows, Dead. Just some other show. Mm. You're all over the map. <laughs> For real, though, I, this is an honest question about the episode. They said, the Asian lady said she's the one that's uh, got him to go for Abigail, but she was talking to Jack well before they came across the Asian lady, weren't they? Or was that after? Like, when did she, she found the radio in the first episode and started talking to Jack, right? Mm-hmm. So what does she mean by she made I them choose the they, Abigail? I think they picked her up, and then she was able to sell out where they were because she had been there or something. I don't know. But Either Jack way, was already the talking to her. Either yeah. way, the timeline doesn't make sense because in the course of two days, she was found drifting at sea. The sick kid died. She got in league with them. She sold them out. And it, it, it's like, it again, it's it's an example of time moves way too fast on Fear of the Walking Dead. It's one of its problems. But we'll all still watch it. Yeah. I'll watch, yeah of course I'll watch it. But it's it's. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and pretend it's, again... I put it into the category of if it did not have the words Walking Dead in the title, I would not be watching it. But oh, it does. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Y'all that's gotta watch fair. season two of Z Nation get caught up. Z Nation's actually yeah. packed all the way through. Let's talk about Z Nation instead. Can we do that from now on? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like talking about fear to, uh, fear to me. Talking about fear is like talking about 
like the Canada stuff, it's become like a joke where you just <laughs> we just blunt you know, into each other. <laughs> it's become it's become a joke where it's it's funny, yeah. just almost like it's all get fun. all uh, it's all it's like, like it would be boring. Sarc- I'm just saying it would be boring if we all agreed all the time. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, always, always and, I, and I think field. that's that's great. That's good though because it makes it fun. But yeah. just, but just. Let's be honest about it, Sean. Be honest. Like, don't don't just say fear is perfect just because we're saying it's not. Like, you gotta recognize I, 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 some I, of the dude, things I we're saying to you. I look forward to fear. You I, 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 I look forward to fear I like the sound what? of a boat in the background. I, I mean, I, 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 I like it. <laughs> but anything we've said tonight doesn't any of the criticisms we say for fear doesn't any of that you agree with nothing we're saying. Well, like last week, you guys were like, why why would he swim to the shore? Uh, and I was like, I was like, I didn't even meet this guy. I gave him an, an address. He was going to meet the guy there at the border. That's why the helicopters were there. It's out of character. I still think it's way out of character, even though they explained it. I'm not going to budge from that. But what about what about the time complaints that uh, both Norma and Ted have risen? Don't you think the whole thing where it's it really hasn't been that long since civilization's broken down, and already we're getting like Mad Max level villains and stuff? Don't you think that's a little? rushed dude, they, 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 they have not been sitting by a quarry dude they were in a city that was nuked they, they're not sitting by a quarry like uh, not the walking dead but you know some other shows out there you know they sit by a quarry and it's like oh my god they're in the woods and jets and military <laughs> and extermination so they, of people okay in let's the timeline th- if you compare the timeline at this point where these people are already fighting season four level goons on the Rick Grimes Walking Dead. Uh, Shane and Lori were just sitting in traffic outside of Atlanta waiting to get out of the city. But for some reason in this world they live in their... It, yeah, I, what, what Matt said, it's become it's become Mad Max in two weeks. Everybody's yeah, dead in Los Angeles. Luckily they escaped on a boat. Remember, they, they burned the whole city. Everybody's okay, dead. But, okay, here's the timeline according to Fear the Walking Dead. of this. What's his name? What's the guy's name in the other boat that was evil, that's died now and, and not a part of the, the show brother? anymore? Whoever. Yeah. The evil, the evil what, crew. So in two what weeks, is his name? Nobody knows. That's one of the right. failings of the show. <laughs> so in two <laughs> weeks, but we've done these guys... we dead forever. We were like, what's her name in oh, here? Shut up. <laughs> shut up. Don't... Shut your fucking mouth, Sean. Let him talk. No. What I'm saying is, okay, so in two weeks, let's, let's, be, th- let's be generous. Let's say three weeks... These guys lost their lives and whatever, and then all of a sudden they found enough people to form a gang, got organized enough to start finding boats and robbing them supplies and rack up a good murder count, and they just all did that in two weeks, basically, after deciding to yeah. be villains. Does that and sound they, right to you? And, and, they, and they talk about, and, the, and his underlings talk about the leader like he's a Negan. They say, look, we, we do what... What, what's his, I'm going to say his name is 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 Colton. I don't know what the fuck his name is. We do whatever <laughs> Colton tells us. He lets us stay. Like, what? You search for options for a couple days. Like, is this the only thing you could find? Like, that's what I'm oh. saying. The timeline's messed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Sean. It's a good show. It's just not. It's just not great. It's not. I wanted it to be great. Join us, Sean. I want you know, to be critical. Be critical. I do want to say something that I thought was kind of cute. And neat um, when I was watching uh, The Talking Dead is that um, the girl that plays Alicia, uh, her name is Alicia in real life, and she's Australian. Mm-hmm. And they had um, Jesse McCartney, you know, on there, who I don't know if you know who he is, but I think Sean mentioned this last week. He was like the heartthrob for like my niece's age group. Like she's Justin 21 Bieber. now. 
Yes, and he was, you know, he sang Beautiful Soul and a, a bunch of other songs. But I remember that song specifically because my niece was like, oh, Jesse McCartney. But anyways, his so. Old, his older brother's in Backstreet Boys, the blonde guy. No, you're thinking of Nick Carter, right? Yeah, that's I right. I don't think so. That's right, that's right. I think right. you were thinking. Thinking Aaron and Nick, but Jesse Aaron, McCartney, Aaron. he was on on yes, he was on um you, you know that's it kind of helps when you have a, a niece much younger because I personally was not into those boys but I'm just just saying we know you love <laughs> it wasn't me now Backstreet Boys I have a pretty cool story about that but anyways that's maybe for another <laughs> zombie day anyway so we um it was funny to see her on on the couch talking to him. Because you could tell she had like a little crush on him. And she's like, I was 10 and, you know, I really liked you. And it was really cute because, you know, here she has this status. But yet you could see like this this starry eye, this little, um, this moment where she was kind of um, tongue-tied and and meeting somebody she liked and and admired. So I thought that was kind of cute. That's how it was when I met Sean and Maddo. Right? That's how I was. Sean is a great person. Yes. I just thought I'd put that out there. Yeah. He's got bad taste in shows, but I remember when I first met him in Atlanta. It's <laughs> a mental case. I think Joe Pitt is with me, Joseph. Uh... <laughs> you are, uh, this is funny because Sean is in chat just desperately asking if anyone likes fear. And he's, he's ignoring like the, all the comments that say <laughs> fear sucks. Fear sucks. It's a horrible show. But he's, he's really looking for that one person to say, Joe, eh, Joe it's all right. Joe is my guy. Joe is my guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see Sean put like the uh, do the the commercial or fear where he puts like the critical quotes in there like <laughs> better than regular Walking Dead raves Sean Freeman. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say whenever whenever they take out Eugene with Negan's Batman, I want to see you guys smiling. No complaints. <laughs> I hope they. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! So Ted, you you had a review, right? Oh yeah, I got to do a review quick. Uh, Funcom sent us a copy of I'm The up. Park. New. It's a new horror game. Uh, well, it's old. It's been on a PC for a while. Those PC elitist scumbags got to play it back in October. But we uh, just came to console, and I ran through it twice, actually, because it's only an hour and 25 minutes long to complete it. And I, and uh, I, you know what? I'm kind of a fan of it. i got to say, it's, it's one of the most interesting, weird experiences I've had playing a game. Even though it's not a game, it's a narrative experience where there's you don't die, you don't fight enemies, you don't even have to solve anything. You you literally just walk to the end. But it has a it, it it's got a it's kind of a creepy unsettling thing. The premise is you're at an amusement park. Uh your son is in the car mm-hmm. and he realizes he's forgotten his teddy bear in the park. So he jumps out and runs back into the gate and you run in to find him and the park closes down and it's dark and spooky. And you are just walking through this amusement park at night trying to find your son. Uh, you remember in Heavy Rain, you could Jason, like, press X to Jason. Like, Jason! You can do that, but you're yelling for your son, uh... Karen? Karen? He has some weird name. Karen! Yeah. I uh, Karen. The, premise is, the premise is you just... <laughs> you slowly begin to realize that you're just the world's worst mother. You're a piece of garbage. <laughs> she has a lot of inner monologue where she's like, Oh, gee, my kid ran away again. I always hear all these mothers say how wonderful it is having a kid. Well, that's a load of fucking bullshit. Oh, it's wow. like, oh, they, they, they feed off you for nine months, and then you give birth to them, and they suck the life out of you. you know, and you really? Start to realize, 
Yeah, oh. you start to realize, and Maddo's about to have another baby, so congratulations. Um, <laughs> you start to realize the woman is just nuts and crazy, and there's all this stuff going on, and the park is actually closed down, and a bunch of murders happen there, and it's kind of a haunted place. And what the, the one cool thing is that you get to ride all the rides. Like you actually, you actually go and ride like a dark ride where they called like the Tunnel of Tales, where they tell you the story of Hansel dark rides and Pokemon. But go ahead, and it Somebody really takes more? twelve. It's <laughs> a motorcycle back here. But it takes twelve <laughs> minutes to go through it. Then you have to, you get to ride a roller coaster. You get to ride a, a, an Octotron. You get to go to uh, into the into the House of Horrors, and it's a. Uh, it it does sort of feel like you're really in an amusement park, but um, so what, do you, what do you do though? Like, what's the gameplay in this? What are, there's there's no gameplay. You just look for your son around an amusement park, and you dare and you I say ride. it's not a game. It's not dare not a game. They never, <laughs> and they don't advertise it as a game. They advertise yeah. it as a narrative experience. Okay, but I I did a whole playthrough on Twitch. <laughs> I don't want to start TV, that debate again. Twitch.tv forward slash Tedic, and you can go and watch. I did a whole playthrough because it's very short. Um, I do feel. My second playthrough revealed this. They completely ripped off the Babadook. I have no doubt Bobby. that the people that made this game watched the Babadook, liked it, and ripped it off. Because this game, you play you play a mother who has mm-hmm. an obnoxious kid. She hates her kid. She's screaming at the kid. She wants to kill the kid. And you're being guided by a creepy entity in a, in a black top hat and a, in a demon face mm. who's talking to you and getting you to do things and convincing you to kill. So I was like, this is the Babadook in an amusement. Right. But it's good, I mean, though. It, yeah, but it's good. But it's, 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 I have no doubt they stole, they ripped off the Babadook at all. It's too close. Can I ask you a question? When you, are you disappointed? pointed in the lack of game like when you when you finish this relay like that was good but i would have liked to actually have played uh something. Since, it was, since it was free yeah no <laughs> okay and since it was so short i yeah. when it was i played it in one sitting and i was kind of i was moved by it it's it's very okay. atmospheric and good but again it's 12 dollars. i think new eh, it's not worth 12 bucks it's maybe five oh, boy. 90 yeah. minutes and you just walk to the end yeah but it's a creepy. It's it's kind of like watching a creepy ninety minute movie. So that's cool. I, Twelve bucks for a cool movie. That's that's cool. But you could definitely, like I said, if you don't want to play it, you can just watch someone play it and get the exact same thing out of it. So mm-hmm. I did a playthrough. Go watch the okay, part. Go watch Ted's playthrough. Yeah. Do there it. We go. Just do it. And thank you for sending, thank you for sending the game over. I I do recommend it. To, I recommend you look into it. It's interesting, but the price is a little high. Okay. There you go. We'll I'll make sure not to play that for VGO. <laughs> it was hard for me. Not is there to a whole thing of VGO about what what a game is and what's not a game? I don't even know. Yeah, but you know, the fact the fact that you said they they label it as a narrative experience because we were looking for a name to call these things, and I think that's great if they call them narrative. What, what did you say? Narrative. Oh, they straight up they they don't lie to you. Yeah. You can you can watch the trailer for it, and they're interviewing like the the people that made it, and they say. The park is a 90-minute narrative experience, and they sort of tell you they do not. I, I knew what it was before I played it because they great. really they tell you this is not a game. This is just meant to tell you a story. I think that's great, and that, that you know that proves my point that these aren't games. But I think that uh, I think it's perfect if they start labeling these things that I've got no problem with it. What narrative experience did you recently play that was brought <laughs> up on VGO? Uh, well, two. There was everyone's gone to the rapture. Oh, uh, and um, or was it Gone Home? And then there was Firewatch, which had oh, which was Firewatch. the same thing. It was you walked around, but 
you just kind of following his story. Anyway, well, I won't get into it. It's not the right podcast. Well, if we're talking games, I'm playing the new um, Telltale Games, the Michonne one. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. I'm excited. How is that? You got it for Mother's Day, right? Yeah, actually. Well, that was a gift to myself. I actually bought it. And it's a good thing I said it because, the you know, my boys were just about to leave to go, quote, unquote, to get a haircut. <laughs> and the husband's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm buying my Michonne game I've been wanting for a while. It's like, why'd you do that? <laughs> I'm like, because I wanted it. So then it made sense. So I kind of, you know, why he gave me that look about two hours later when they show up and they're like, happy Mother's Day because uh, that bag was Tale from the Borderlands. So, oh, okay. Good. Yes, because yeah. I wanted both of them, but I could only get one or the other at this point. So I got both. So I'm very excited about that. So I just played for like maybe 30 minutes already. I'm, you know, um, the mission one in it. And it's Maybe I, I was, as I was playing, I was thinking I had a little more love for, you know, The Walking Dead season one and two. Could it be because we've had Dave Fenoy on the show? Could it be because I've mis- met Melissa Hutchison in person and spoke to her at length? Maybe. Or, you know, or is it that this game is just a little bit drier? Melissa Hutchison um, has a Fear the Walking Dead podcast out on Fear the Dead cast. She, oh, well, I have to listen to it because I know she does it. Loves fear. <laughs> Anyways, Norma. No. <laughs> she saying. does. She is, it's she's a little on dry. A, she's on a Fear I, the Walking Dead cast. Yeah. But I think it's dry because that's how Michonne is. You know, she's just a no nonsense. You know, she's got barriers, you know, that, and, you know, internally that she doesn't want to let people know who she is. So I'm thinking that's why this game is a little more, it feels more dry. Um, well, but do you think the game would have been much more exciting if they did what they should have done and done and made a Telltale uh, Walking Dead game where you play as uh, our favorite character Nick from Fear the Walking Dead and yeah, you follow yeah. him around on That's his adventures? That's what I'm adventures. talking about. <laughs> you know yeah. what? I would have that scene where he's on a boat in a room. I like to I was buy at it. Spencer's the other day <laughs> and Hot Topic, and they have Fear the Walking Dead shirts. Yeah. Okay. They They got shirts of everything. (laughs) They've got Guns and Roses, Poison, and Fear. Man, they got it all. (laughs) Yep. They covered all the bases. Girls, girls, girls. Motley Crue. (laughs) I'd wear a I'd wear a Motley Crue girls, girls, girls shirt like a champ. Norman, I'm listening to your Tales from Borderlands impressions because I I did that review for all games and I dug it. But I I want to I don't know I'm burnt out with a Telltale game so I want to I want to know if Michonne's thing is is better. Okay, Which I'll let you know. Better. I'll compare the both <laughs> of them together. I've only yeah. I just heard the Michonne one, but I should probably finish that in the next several days if I can, um, you know, get some time to dedicate to that. Yeah. But I'll definitely let you know. Right now, I'm not feeling it as much as I did with, like I said, The Walking Dead season must, one. And two. It must say fear on the box, Norma. Cover the word fear. Fear <laughs> Michonne, rock! The Walking Dead. <laughs> I love you guys. Well, I'm uh, looking forward to Doom. Doom this week. I've been hyped forever. It's one of my favorite games of all time. And new one's coming out. Looks fucking awesome. Comes out Friday the 13th. So was a Quake guy. What was the Quake that came out? Or No, Unreal Tournament. I like that game. But it got old quick. Doom looks so good, man. This new one looks so good. I saw the commercial. They actually did really good. They nailed the old Doom brought up to 2016. They nailed it, I think. 
Nice. So, guys, I guess we can get to the wrap-up show. Uh, very good episode this week uh, is, uh, you know, that exclusive interview from George Romero with the news with, uh, you know, the couple of uh, batches of, of film, Martin Scorsese uh, involved. Uh, it, it was really an honor. Once again, I want to thank Zombiethon uh, for uh, capturing that and giving us uh, the exclusive rights to it to release in that. So uh, spread the word about this episode, guys. We need you zombies spreading the word. Uh, if you know a mm-hmm. news outlet or media, you know, be sure to tell them about this episode, which uh, hopefully it'll be posting everywhere here shortly and uh, on the feeds and stuff, and, and people catch wind of it. And uh, it grow like wildfire. Wildfire! <laughs> you guys have wildfires <laughs> up there in Canada, man? Uh, are you really making that statement right now? Well, I don't know. Do you guys get leaves on trees for a week? Uh, you know <laughs> that Fort McMurray is like burning to the ground and it's a, like a national disaster, right? <laughs> what is that? Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, Fort McMurray, an entire town in northern Alberta is burning because of wildfire right now. And my friends have <sighs> to evacuate. Ted, where did you hear about it? CRS maybe? Uh, it's all over I the news. CR- CRS.com when I wrote that story about it. Actually not a joking thing. There's everyone who was evacuated. And an entire town Stop is burning to the ground. <laughs> like, go, go check the news. It's actually pretty... It's the biggest natural disaster in um, Alberta history. So, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Appreciate it. Wow. <laughs> you know, and actually, I think I recently heard something about happening, something in your area, too. Like, some kind of... Yeah. Shoot well, the wildfires, they've been going for a week, and um, like I said, like, that's a huge place where a lot of people like lost a ton of jobs, lost a ton of homes. They haven't got it under control yet, but like it's just a huge shit show, and a couple of my friends actually worked the radio station up there. They had to evacuate last week, so they don't even know if they have jobs oh, anymore. Boy. Yeah. See, man, we skipped oh. the CRS, man, and, and oh. it, it just comes to me, man. It's like ESP, man. I just knew about Canada. I, I you guys can Are you look at this script. If we had done, there if we had done CRS, this wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened. People would have people would have learned. People would have learned. <laughs> you know, we're gonna bring some good knowledge next week. Just they read the news, Sean. Just read the would, news. <laughs> they would have seen this coming if we had had our report this week. I'm not. No, it's not a. Dude, trust me, Matt. In the United States, you turn on the news, you just see Trump everywhere. So I, I haven't been watching the yeah. news. It's all good. I know, you guys don't care about us. Uh, but guys, let's get to the wrap-up show. Not Very true. good episode this week. Ted, thanks for, re- for reviewing the game. Uh, you know what? It was hard for me, Matt and Norman, not to put that code in. So You should feel pretty well, that it, 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 it made it to you. You know, it's a funny story. You guys were t- I, went, I went and made a point to contact these people because I wanted to play it. And then you guys start doing the, the jokes about it. And I knew you wouldn't really steal the code. You're not going to do that because, you know, it'd be a shitstorm <laughs> if you did. But <laughs> part of my mind, I was like when I when Sean messaged me, said your code came through. I was actually in bed. It was really early. And I thought, I'm going to get up fucking down. Those motherfuckers are going to steal it. <laughs> and I actually got out, of, I got out of bed. And it's like, I got to put the code in. And when I put it in, I was like, oh, okay. Was you doing right. a naked dance, God. Ted? Woo! <laughs> Yeah, there was this. I knew you would not actually do it because that would just be that caused some issues. But there was this one percent thing in my brain was like, "What if? What if?" What if? I was thinking about it just to like. Piss you well, off. you have a PS4. That's what have been the best part. I just take it and just ask one of my friends to download it. <laughs> we would not be speaking right now. Yeah, we would. I'd say you owe me twelve dollars. 
You want me to wear <laughs> Maybe the monsters got him. Oh, I got something Maybe cool I want to talk about. the monsters got him. Uh, can I do my wrap-up first? Because I got something wrap cool. Wrap it. Yeah, wrap it up, man. So, uh, I'll wrap it up. I should have wrapped it up. No, it's kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm doing... I, I just recorded my first episode for the No Sleep podcast. Yeah. I play... Uh, I play a role in uh, one of their upcoming uh, horror stories that they do, like little radio plays. So listen for that. No Sleep Podcast. It's based on the stories in the Reddit subreddit. Uh, thanks to you guys, because uh, I didn't even think of pursuing that stuff until uh, we talked about it. Uh, thanks ago, to so. me, Ted, your friend, your buddy. Yeah, t- thanks to Ted, my buddy, and thanks for you guys' support. So that's pretty cool. So it's like a half-hour radio play. Listen for me. And uh, at Twitter, Matt would fly. That's me. I'm looking forward to it. I love uh, I love the horror shows. So. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be good. It's gonna good. be good. So, Mr. Normal Latte, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter under Normie four seventy seven and Normies with two eyes. And then you can find me on All Games on Thursday nights at nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Knuckleballer Radio. And soon we're gonna do another MRE challenge. So please come visit and listen to us, and you know, come have fun with us over there. And like I said, eat something gross, Norma. No, not this time. We're actually doing those um, those ready to eat meals that I guess um, people in the military have. So when they're out and about, and they don't have the luxuries that we have here at our home, they can prepare their meal um, with just opening a couple packets and heating things up that way. It'll be fun. Oh. I'm trying to get everybody else to eat some more f- funky beans with me, but they're not going for it. <laughs> Eat some funky beans with Norm. Funky beans. Eat some Mexican jumping beans. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, I kind of turned them off with the barf, the barf flavored ones and the skunk flavored um, ones. No. Yeah, I have a bunch of babies in my group. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. you can find me on all games Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And like I said, I've been playing the Telltale games a lot. They've been my new my new obsession. So if you game and you have an Xbox One, come find me under Normie Bug. Normie Bug and Mr. Tedekin, the gamer. Uh, Tedekin on everything, Xbox Live, Instagram. I will be on uh, uh, the our good friend Sean Fuller's horribly awkward tomorrow. He uh, he stole our greatest guest of all time. He built up the nerve. The lovely Alex Esso from Starry Eyes. Mm-hmm. Will be on his show, and for whatever reason, he asked me to be on the show with him. I think, I think he's shy. Aww. So I will be on the show to uh, uh, talking horror movies with the lovely Alex Esso from Starry Eyes. Cool. What, what, you, you, I think, I think Sean is shy. Hey, you, which Sean? Sean Iams? Oh, Freeman. He's a shy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Freeman's should, so shy. You should do an undercover project, Ted, and record, rec- silently record it. And, and do Tony Danza nonstop, and and, and at like <laughs> whenever they're like, "What are you doing?" Just keep doing Tony Danza. Hey, uh, hey, Alex Esso, you know, like if you're, you're like, I know you like, uh, you're not really like, you know, uh, I don't know if you're married or what your deal is, but you know, someday you might have like a kid or something, you know, you're gonna need like a cool nanny that could like move right in, take care, we can watch Starry Eyes, Tales of Halloween. <laughs> Dude, maybe sleep over some night. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, hell, hell, Alex. You know, I don't know if you got a man or nothing. Maybe I could uh, the kid I take care of could be our kid. You know, we could have a kid or something. You and me. I love it. Dude, that would be awesome. So you know, it's good. Funny, you know, yeah, what's funny is I I did I I did a video of Tony Danza and sent it to Matt's wife, and she wrote back and said, 
this sounds like a great idea. I'll talk it over with Matt and see if he's okay with it. And I wrote back and I said, uh, 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 Marianne, I got a problem. Tony Danza's contacting me. He, he needs to, to enhance the deal. He needs a, he needs bus fare from the airport. <laughs> well, and so I'm just going to start adding little things. He needs Tony a pickup. Uh, he needs a queen size bed. Uh, Look, I just want to be a all right? <laughs> you did. All Thank you. I took him Tony down Danza. Whole... We went, you know, and, and for the new zombies out there, I, I met Matt a couple she times. Killed us. And, yeah. uh, I, you know, the second time I met Matt, his wife came, Miss Mariana. And, uh, you know, they were all happy, and we hopped in my car, and I was flying down the road, and my Matt was like, oh, all the arrows are pointing the other way. Then all of a sudden, a big swarm of traffic comes <laughs> towards us speeding. That's the building that Rick was in the first episode. Like Sean, Sean, I think you're on a one-way street. Like that's where he, he walked down the street with his horse, and we're like, Sean, and one-way street. He had to like turn violently around on the one-way street. <laughs> How sad I would have been for you if I got to. I try to get I'd them excited, to, uh, man, and they don't like dead. it. <laughs> I got into Walker Stalker, and the, and Matt and Sean and Mariana and the whole gang just doesn't show up, and I'm like, what's going on? Oh, they were all killed in a head-on collision. Oh, my God. Sean, Sean was pointing out Walking Dead locations. Uh, <laughs> that was such a great well, trip. Norma, you missed it. You got we Well, Norma, it looks like it's now the Ted and Norma show. Yeah, right. Well, you know what? I'm saving, so we've got to figure out what we're where we're going to meet up next. And uh, we got to do yeah. it like that. We do. I mean, I, I've got to meet them. Ted and Norma zombie cast. Yeah, 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 let's do it. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, blah, blah, blah. You know what? Walker Stalker canceled in North Carolina. I was going to see all those guys in June, but from HB2, the House Bill 2 uh, for the transsexual bathroom thing, they canceled, uh, and they rescheduled for December unless the law has not changed. But, you know, the federal government today told North Carolina, change your laws because you're actually breaking the law with this law, or we're going to fine you. And our governor refused to change it. So he did a counter lawsuit against the federal government. Mm. The federal government said that they're going to stop federal funding North Carolina, man, if this law doesn't change. I mean, that's how serious it is here. Yeah, well, your governor can't just decide to take 20 years of step backs in human rights and get away with it. <laughs> true, true. So uh, if they come in July here in New York, New Jersey, I think Matt should drive down with Mariana and come meet me. Ooh, New Jersey? When is, when is that? I think it's in July, like July 4th weekend. It's like our Independence weekend. Oh, cool. Yeah, Man, you can come, learn about, come learn about freedom, Matt. Come, <laughs> come down learn. on 4th of July and learn about freedom and how a democracy works. <laughs> Look, you know, I have to say, there was um, <laughs> one, of, one of the guys that hosts sometimes Horribly Awkward was like, 30 minutes away from me and I had no idea and he came all the way from Canada Matt just to go to uh, like a pinball um, little excursion and had I known I would have dropped over to come say hi wait who's this chump that did this um (laughs) (laughs) who is this asshole actually it's um I I don't think he's a permanent guest I think he kind of shows up here and there on horribly awkward Oh, okay, that guy. Yeah, yeah, that guy. So, okay. you know, I'm I'm not sure if he wants me to to put his name out out there. So, <laughs> he's a uh, good dude. I like yeah. him. He's really nice. So it was um, funny because literally he was 30 minutes away from my house. When I saw him like tag where he was at, I'm like, um, 
are you still there? Because I'm literally passing this spot like right now. It's like, no, we just left. We're almost home. And, you know, he lives in Canada. So <laughs> so don't do that to me, Matt. If you're ever in my area, please tell me. I was in New York I a couple a, a year ago, and I thought we were going to get lunch, but that fell through or something. It didn't work out. So you just got to let me know what time, and then we'll meet. But, you know, the New York, New Jersey, if you All guys right. can make it then, and Sean can work his Sean magic that he does. It's Sean Magic. Papa Shanna, thank you. Right. Fingers. Work those fingers, Sean. Yeah. All right. Uh, I got a pizza wait. Yeah, 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 Let's you, do this. You can, uh, eat pizza on Tuesday nights. <laughs> oh, Tuesdays and Mondays now. <laughs> I got a box of Little Caesars Make Your Own Pizzas. They're nice. Amazing. Little Caesars is awesome. <laughs> uh, you can find me on yeah. Twitter.com slash FreemanDaddy5, and that's just the number five. And my Xbox One gamer tag is FreemanDaddy7, and that's just the number seven. Uh, and go leave us a review, guys. We've been uh, getting a lot of reviews lately, but you know what? Help us grow. Help us grow on iTunes, Feed, Stitcher, and all that. Leave us a review where all reviews can be left. And uh, once again, we want to thanks George, thank George Romero for spilling the beans on uh, some goodness, some historical stuff here on ZombieCast, and also we want to thank the Zombie Research Society, Luke Zombiethon. Thank you for capturing this interview and giving us exclusive rights. It's, uh, it's pretty awesome. But... On behalf of the Zone Research Society, the Mighty All Games Radio Network, Mr. Norma Latte, Tedek, and Meta McFly, and myself, Freeman Daddy 5, we can call episode Romero. Romero. We're expecting you. How about a little doo wop, Ted? Um, um, oh, oh no. that's a bad thing to call Tony Shanza. I can't Good night, zombie. even try it. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. Fear is underwhelming. Pew, pew. Good night, zombies. Good night, zombies.